Hello everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. How's your night? Are you ready for a street fight? Sunday, things are winding down. Uh, or maybe they're winding up for you. Who know? Who knows in this day and age? Uh, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can jump in the chat. Uh, chat along with such greats as Congressional Baseball Fan and Grindcore Enthusiast. Uh, we are taking your calls tonight. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. If you got boss stories about Corona, you got mass stories, you got dare stories, any street fight shit uh, is welcome. Uh, you can also just listen to the show as a podcast. I mean, some people don't even bother with all the hoopla and just subscribe as a podcast. Perfectly fine. Anyway, we get you. Uh, we're glad to have you here. Uh, this is a big group project. Everybody is trying to flatten the earth and every hierarchy on it so that we can have equality for every working person in this world. Uh, thanks for being here. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it out of nine. We've been doing it out of Columbus, Ohio, for nine years now on WCRS Community Radio here in Columbus, and also as a podcast. So, if you want more of what we do, find it at Patreon.com/StreetFightRadio. That's how this thing keeps floating. Uh, the support keeps on pouring in. We're happy to do it. I uh, just released uh, their, let's see, the newest zine just got posted, Small Business Tyrants 2. The digital version is available at patreon.com. Um, we've got some bonus video. The Wings and Rings video is out. Uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff over on patreon.com slash Radio, where you can get a crazy amount of content for just $5. All right. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay. if that picked up on the mics, but it wasn't me. Okay, well, um, somebody was ripping some <laughs> tape off a package in here. <laughs> I would and it was never. that, like, really... Not the Howard Stern show, okay? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's what that was. Someone was tearing canvas uh, really yeah. loud. Gross. Earlier. Gross canvas, by the way. <laughs> God, we left on uh, Wednesday night. And uh, we had been talking about putting together, we, we had something we wanted to talk about. We didn't get to it at all. And I had to make a promise to Brett, the first thing we talk about on Sunday will be this. So, we're here. It's Sunday. Uh, uh, let's talk about this. Let's do a little news story for a change on a Sunday. Okay. There is space in the queue. So, if you want to call in, you can call in. But uh, this is from earlier in the week. Uh, earlier this month, the Midwest concert promoter Ardent Entertainment started advertising a three-day new metal festival that's set to take place in Ringle, Wisconsin in the middle of July. At some point in the last few days, they started branding it as the Herd Immunity Festival, which is when awareness of the event really started to pick up steam, obviously for the wrong reasons. I would argue that when they decided to... Uh, name it Herd Immunity Festival. They knew exactly yeah. why they were gonna what was gonna happen. That's a lot of juice in that squeeze. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, a lot of attention. I mean, if me and Brett named it like Anti Measles Vaccine Festival, one of our live shows, then we would know that it would get covered by the news in an unfavorable way. Yeah. Um. I think that this is. I. Uh, I mean, an obvious choice. Like, why would you back down? 
I would do the you show. Have to be now. bold. If I named the fucking show and I and, and it came out and the venue didn't, because what's going to happen is the most boring in answer to this is that the venue's going to cancel it. Yeah. Or the state government's going to give them an out. If I'm the state government, I say, "Hey, ardent entertainment, lose your ass." You know what I mean? You just let them run the festival. Nobody's going to go. They're going to lose their fucking asses anyway. And like make them play chicken. If that makes sense, you know, like just play chicken with them because they're going to cancel the goddamn thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a setup to it's a setup to get a GoFundMe, really, is what it right. feels like a lot of it is. At least two scheduled acts have dropped off the bill. The Florida group Nonpoint wrote in response to a tweet from Powerman 5000 Spider One, Nonpoint is not playing because of the way the festival is named. We have dropped off, and the Detroit band Kaleidio announced, we do not want to put our fans at risk in a county with rising infection see, rates. We thank you for understanding. See, this is kind of shitty, though. Could have been, but this... This but, is what I gotta say. The name, it, like, you could do social distancing and require masks and still call it, like, an edgy name. You could, like, some festivals are called, like, uh, bringing Satan back from hell, and they don't actually do that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like, I do think... agreed to it when they thought it was going to be safely done, but when they put a cutesy name on it, then it was a problem. Nonpoint agreed to it probably, though, in, like, November or oh, December yeah. or something like that. You can't, like, really get on them about it, and they were probably going to fucking cancel anyway. I mean, you know how this shit works, right? Yeah. You you know that Nonpoint was probably already planning on not doing this show, right? right. And it, that they were waiting it's for Ardent Entertainment to cancel the show so that Nonpoint didn't have to cancel on them. Yes. And that was what was happening. And then they went ahead and they 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 booked the fucking show. They they could, said that they were going to keep it, you know? We watched this happen in Ohio uh, like three months ago. Right, like uh, uh, that that Limp Biscuit Blink One Eighty Two uh, Incarceration Festival. Yes, we had the same sort of thing happen here, where it was like they were like, "We're doing the fucking concert, we're doing it no matter what," and people were like, "No, you're not. Stop saying that. You're not going to do it." And yeah. they were like, "No, we're doing it. We're fucking. We are fucking going to do it." And that's because there's a piece of paper out there that says if they say they're not going to do it, they don't get paid yeah so so uh uh they ended up you know doing the cancellations and the refunds that they just didn't want to get a refund yeah yeah because even people were like i bought tickets i i'm not fucking going yeah. you know what i mean that's why i think oh there's refunds yeah this hurt yeah that's why i think they're letting them that's why i think you let them do the fucking show you I let don't them say they're, they're gonna fucking do it because you know what nobody's gonna go nobody's going i don't think no. you make them give refunds though you make them hand out refunds, yeah. right? Like you have to be able to get a ref refund. But our our brave herd immunity citizens that want to mosh, I I don't think anybody would go to it. I think there would be probably a hundred people there. It's a five thousand seat venue, which is questionably safe. Uh I don't know, and it's outdoors, and it's just kind of like uh, uh, they're just doing an edgy name. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I just think it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The name shouldn't be the problem. It should be just the whole show itself. It's weird that they were like, oh, that name's going too far. It's like the name is funny. Yeah. The and name is the part of it, that, the only part of it that's cool. 
Yeah, it's exactly. the name. Yeah, you're, like you're literally gonna plow through it and just whoever gets sick and die. Like, yeah, you're that kind of horrible metal. Yeah, yeah. That the the problem. Well, also Static X was gonna do it too, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, Static X got to do what Static X has got to do right now. They don't have Wayne, right? I don't know. I I mean, like, I I wouldn't do a show. I wouldn't perform on a show like this, and I'm not planning on doing a show right now. But I also think, like, if you're being a goof, it, it's if you're just mad because they're being goofy. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, they're not taking listen, it seriously. Enough. We would have been mad the weekend of the show if they would have done it. Like, as a society, we would have been like, they're doing a fucking metal festival in Wisconsin, and we're all mad about it. You know what I mean? Like we, we would have, as a, as a as a civilization, would have been pissed off about it. We would have been mad, but we're just getting mad about something right now that I don't think is going to happen. You know, uh, the um, so at least two scheduled acts have dropped off the bill. The Florida group, oh no, a post on the Facebook page of the Q and Z Expo Center where the event is set to take place says that the name of the event has been changed. The festival is also not called Herd Immunity, and the name no longer tied to any of our social media or promotion. <laughs> they, posters they, across we the, deleted it all. Posters across the event's official channels have also been reflected to remove the name and update the lineup. Static X, Dope, a reunited Boba Flex, Blacktop Mojo, Royal Bliss, and Flaw, and a few more still set to play. Wait, Boba Flex is getting back together? Yeah, they're back together, my man. Whoa. Well, that's... The I mean, once popular post grunge group Sponge have also been added. That's the thing, also here, dude. Is this is broke people, right? Like this is these are bands that like need the money. And sure, that's the other reason why you're not getting like a mass cancellation of this thing. You're looking at the names of these bands, and it's like, yeah, they probably could use the cash that this festival is going to do. And that that's the thing really about like a lot of these entertainers that are going out and doing stuff. If the government had properly taken care of us throughout this thing, then there wouldn't even be, I mean, there obviously I would still have the, the, the uh, desire to perform in front of people. I'm not saying I wouldn't have that. I'm saying that like, I wouldn't feel like I needed to, if I was a stand up or something like that, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, that's the problem with this whole thing is that, like, the government did nothing to help these, like, stand-ups and these these musicians that are, like, on the fringes of the music industry, you know, the, the musicians that are making, like, a middle-class living off of doing, a, you know, fucking 300 dates a year on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah, uh, local news station WFRV talked to the health department of Marathon County where the event is scheduled to take place, and they said that they were not aware of the event. The health department discourages individuals from attending mass gatherings because of the risk of spreading COVID-19, they wrote in a statement. If people choose to attend any large public event, we encourage them to wear cloth face masks, wash hands, or use hand sanitizer and practice social distancing. The health department does not have the authority to prohibit community events. Sounds like, I mean, they could, you know what they could do to stop this from happening? What's up? It just came up with an idea. Send the police there with all their tear gas and shit. <laughs> that would get a crowd. That would. That would. I just don't, like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess for me, it's like, 
They wanted. They're just got. It's probably dudes being funny, like I, dudes with tattoos and like shirts that talk about how sarcastic they are. We're just trying to be silly goofs, you know, and put on a show, and they became the news for a whole day almost. Like, so many people were talking about it. And then what ended up happening, more than anything, was that they fucking ended up getting, uh, uh, they ended up getting a bunch of band shit on in the press. Cause the, the, like, most of the coverage was like, could you imagine doing this to see Boba Flex? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where it was like all these people saying this music isn't even worth dying to go see. Right. This is not going to get me out of the house. I'm not going to get COVID over this. <laughs> no, no. I don't think I would be willing to get COVID for this one. And I'm probably the leading new metal fan in the world. You know? Yeah. Um, There's just nobody I mean, there. Drive-in movie I'm kind of sketchy about, but I've given thought to. Uh, standing with... I, I mean, I guess the protests have been slightly okay. They haven't... None of the protests have made a bump in cases. But standing but, uh, outside that's, at a herd immunity, yeah, that's not the best situation. Right. Yeah, going to a festival like that, even going to the drive-in, to me, is kind of, uh, uh, I'm not into it, because people just aren't wearing masks. Yeah. They don't like, just, it's just nobody. Nobody. I'm the fucking only person wearing a mask anymore. I'm the last person out in public with a mask on <laughs> these days. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. You're a freedom fighter. No, I'm a non-freedom fighter. Oh, the that's people true. That's without true. You're the mask. I'm sheeple. a fucking sheeple. Everybody else is a freedom fighter. You know? That's true. I mean, I was just I and you know, you go to the gas station and there were I mean, even when I go get food, I, like if I go do takeout, the people behind the counter are wearing their masks around their chins. And you're like, "God damn, dude, you're making the food. Could you <laughs> like put the mask on your face?" It's gross. Shit. UDF, um, those, the, the cashiers at UDF are always are wearing it as like a necklace. Yeah. You see the guy on the uh, airplane with the MAGA hat on that wa- was wearing a face mask over his eye so he can sleep. Yes, I saw that. What a fucking chud, man. Yeah. That's just those guys, man. That's, those guys have started it. You see the article from the Washington Post that was like an editorial, like, what we need to do is get men to believe that wearing a mask is manly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it's not, but like, it's like not, not manly. Yeah. Like, if I was going in the, the macho, like, bull, I'm a macho bullshit guy. I'm a toxic masculinity guy. And I don't think it's not manly to I mean, wear a mask. I've never, I don't feel that way. And they've been making skull face masks for years now. I know. Like every loser with an Amazon Prime account can get a ghost alien mask to them for $14. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking, this idea that it's not manly is purely conservative. Yeah, I, I I guess they are. Yeah, they're putting um, they're putting a little bit of th- extra thought into it, and uh, I I just they've they've come up with like what I don't know. Is it it the they is it they do they think it not exist or do they think it it doesn't matter when you get it? Is that when it doesn't matter when you get it? Right? Isn't that what it is? Now, I keep seeing the. I'm trying to think of what I've seen recently. The meme I saw recently was like 99. COVID has a 99.5 survival rate. And I'm like, I mean, not in some places. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's their big sticking point right now. Um, the hoax people 
we're also going off in Florida, like we talked but about. But why get it? Huh? Like, that's the fucking thing with me. It's like, they're like, it has a survival rate of 99.5%. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I mean, you know, a 0.5% chance of death is still like a chance. Yeah. You know, what's the point? Why yeah, get it? There's enough people dying from it that it, I, th- I think that's a stupid conversation to have. The um, QE and Ziga Expo Center, to be fair, on Facebook posted, for the record, the venue's land can adom- accommodate up to 10,000 occupancy. This is an outdoor event for three days. We are only selling 20% of that, so anyone that has the choice and ability to social distance. The festival is also not called Herd Immunity, and the name no longer tied to any of our social media or promotion. Yeah, the thing is, they're not even... And that's the other thing about letting this concert go on. They're not even going to sell that 20%. These, this is just not going to sell any tickets. They're this trying to sell, sell 2,000? Yeah. Do you remember when we did the Cana Carnival... And we were like, there's no way somebody would put on a show with this many people where less than 100 people would show up to it. Yes. Right? Yes. And then we got there. Yeah, 100 people showed up. <laughs> and this is the type of thing where, like, that's, it's probably going to be sparsely attended. It's probably going to be all chuds. You know, you, you got to imagine that, like, even, like, most metal fans are like, ah, I don't think I want to get coronavirus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be a bunch of people that want to prove a point that are going to be there. I just, I guess it is a risk because we're all in this together, right? Yes. Like, we have to deal with this. We're all in this together. But to me, it's just like, I just would stay away from the people that go to it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Just, just make sure you ask. All of your rock and roll friends if they went to Herd Immunity Fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, too. That's like funny. somebody said, it's like not like really in a populated part of Wisconsin. It's just like the whole thing is just like they're just doing something to be like. Well, they're doing the show that they said they were going to do so that they don't lose the money on the show, but they're still going to lose the money on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not going to make their money. Yeah. At all on this i don't know why it's booked i would love to hear the history of this booking more than anything like i would love to talk to the person that put the herd immunity festival together behind it you know you want the herd immunity fest doc now yeah because i want to talk i would love to hear the guy explain the name change when this thing got started why they're doing it you know right but the name change really was just a piece of promotion you know Freaky heavy metal guys love that kind of shit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. So that that is herd immunity festival. Not the WWE Raw, which is a different kind of herd immunity festival where all their wrestlers have COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. And uh very sad story over there. Over thirty, Brett. They have said over thirty wrestlers have COVID nineteen. That is not good. It's really bad. Yeah, because the there are some compromised people and they're also stupid. WWE is not like, it's not like a local Columbus promotion. It's not like it's a dozen families here. It's like an international group of people. I know. We, well, I, I want to tell, I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, so they hadn't tested anybody ever up until la- what happened was, okay, last Monday, Somebody was like, I, I got coronavirus. I got tested on my own. I got it. Okay. So then they were like, we got to test everybody, right? They test everybody, and they're like, I do not like these results. So they 
call everybody back and they test them all again. <laughs> really? I swear to you, dude. They said we don't like these too results. Many, too many false positives. No, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. They thought like maybe if we do it again, there will be some negatives. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe uh, someone will, someone's almost done with it. We can get kick them off the roll. Yeah. So they did it again, and still, you know, a yeah. very high number. So an email comes out later in the week uh, uh, that somebody sent to a, a one of the wrestling news sites, and it was really fascinating because it was like uh, uh, they were like, "So what? Like, what precautions are being taken here?" Which you would expect, right? Uh, this is a company that can afford to do anything, like anything, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, they could they could sanitize this place like crazy. They could uh, they. They could test people. They could get all different sorts of tests. They could do the rapid test and then do the longer, more accurate test. They could do all kinds of things, right? And they're having guys wrestle with each other and touch each other and roll around with each other and shit. So it's like, it's a good idea to make sure as yeah, best you can. Yeah, all the money on testing. Yeah. And, and like, tracing. And again, they're not losing. this. this the amount of money they make, is not. it's not going to kill them to do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so what their actual preventative measures were temperature check, which is theater at this point, like nobody thinks that does anything, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And then a questionnaire that each guy filled out. Great. And it asked you, you know, have you ever, have you been in any situations where you think you could have contracted COVID-19 such as a bar? Uh, uh, theme park or anything like that. And, you know, they, they know that the guys are going to lie there. Like, who doesn't think the guys are going to lie on that? It's just, I mean, that's what all, I mean, that's the, the horrible part. It's the same thing with the herd immunity is they're just like, until they tell us we can't do it, we're going to do it. You yeah. know, until, until, <clears throat> unless we have like doctors saying no we're just not going to ask a doctor you know until you know we're just going to not yeah. we're going to not volunteer any information we don't have medical personnel on staff right so we're not like going to do anything about this you know what i mean like the wwe i think is even worse in that like they do have medical personnel on staff and i'm fairly certain you know those doctors that work for them have probably expressed concerns but the guys that run the fucking thing probably don't believe in coronavirus my guess is that vince mcmahon does not believe in coronavirus yeah i mean wrestlers think everything's a work you know what i mean they think everything's fake except for like aliens and stuff like that they're very much like flat earther energy where they like they think like the super bowl's fake right but that like aliens have come to the planet and that's how we got iPhones is real. Like yeah. that's, that's like the mindset of pro wrestlers. Average wrestler. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. It's just the handling of this has been something else. And, and just to watch it, to watch it keep spiraling, to, to watch us just keep fucking running towards the finish line of like, it really does feel like, and this isn't just to take a thing from, you know, the metal festival, but it, I think it feels like they've decided that they're going to do herd immunity. Like that's just, they don't care how many people it kills. They're going to do herd immunity. I think a lot of people heard that. I mean, I think uh, that in the early days they were like, well, 
either we get to the virus or we get to herd immunity. And they're like, oh, let's just go for humor, herd immunity. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry, we get a vaccine. What did I, I think I said virus. Yeah. And then the care people like us were like, let's not. When yeah, you don't want to kill like a million or a few million people, let's not do that. And then they were just like, well, okay, fine. We'll take some steps, you know, was their idea. They're like, we'll take some steps, but not enough, not nearly enough, you know? Sitting in Ohio and record days, just, I think at least Friday of last week was a record day where that, you know, where there was a thousand new cases. There was one county in Ohio that had zero new cases, zero cases. They'd gotten past it, dude. Belmont, Ohio. They'd gotten past it. Okay. Okay. These 17 high school seniors went to Myrtle Beach and came back and every single one of them had it. <laughs> and they just created an outbreak in this place that actually got rid of it for real. Like got rid of the whole thing out of the county. Yeah, well, you're just trying to stop those kids' freedoms, you know? They have the freedom to go be free in Myrtle Beach, right? My brother just got back from Oak Island, which is like not even a tourist place really i mean it's sort of touristy but it's like it's in the touristy part of the country it is but there's like nothing there you know what i mean there's like like a few seafood restaurants and like a beach shop but there's like nothing there's like almost nothing there right and he goes there there's no place called like crabby dicks or anything there are like crabby dicks and stuff (laughs) like that of course but there's not like there's there's not like atv rides okay and like crab fishing and like renting jet skis and like stuff like that it's more of a laid back trip probably that locals go on okay like people in south carolina north carolina south carolina they probably go to oak island because it's like a hidden treasure you know what i mean and they have a really good crabby dicks down there and they have a great crabby dicks down there (laughs) so anyway they go there and uh you know they had no big grand plans about their vacation because they were like you know it's COVID time yeah you know we're either gonna sit on the beach or we're going to sit in the house. We're not doing anything, right? Was their idea. They were like, we get there and they're like, we're going to assess the situation. We're going to see how seriously South Carolina is taking coronavirus. And they went to Walmart to get the groceries for the first part of the trip. And they were like, we're just going to have to get all the groceries for the trip and not go out anymore. Yeah. They're just like, we can't do it. <laughs> Nobody here cares. So they just went and stayed inside of a house in a different area. Well, they went outside. Okay. You know what I mean? You go to okay. the beach and okay. sit like kind of far away from, but they were just like, you know, people were like reaching over you and the aisles and stuff, no masks on, just breathing on you and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Free- Let me, freedom ring. For me, it's like, am I going to be weirded out by that forever? Because I don't like people no. getting close to me now. And I feel like it's, I know that that's still a good inclination, but I worry that like in in 10 years, I'm going to be like somebody leans over me because like you already have to admit that when you watch something, I watched a documentary on K-pop yesterday and they showed a concert and they were showing the streets of Seoul, uh, South Korea and stuff and just. I was fucking crazy watching it. Like, I was just like, what are all these fucking people doing? Like, all together. Hanging out. Like, what are all these people sitting so close to to each other for? Fucking spitting in each other. Because now it's like, 
and you did this to me more than anybody is like i just pictured just spit everywhere now because every time we do a show now you're like i'm going there having people spit all over me and i'm like great now everywhere i see people i just like basically i assume there's like a five foot spit bubble all the way around them that like i don't even want to be near you know yeah yeah breathing and spitting on you aerosols and i was never like this dude yeah, yeah. I'd eat off the ground, dude. I think it'll change. Yeah, I mean, there was, I was like, I shows would hold, from last year where you wanted to take a bath in other people's bath. Yeah, water. I would hold a fucking chicken wing, like a, a chicken wing, the the leg one. I would hold one with my foot and eat it. Oof, like uh, like you've been not even out all day? After I've been out walking and stuff. Barefoot. Well, I would never walk barefoot. We know that's a lie. Yeah. So yeah well well we can get some calls now that i've gross i'm not a gross guy anymore it's over i even grabbed the i even grabbed the door with my shirt now like a freak yeah and i know every time i grab a door i hand sanitize i don't even have to grab the door with my shirt i just still do it i still like all the time yeah i still do it with my shirt and then i walk out and hand sanitize and it's like we didn't have to show everybody your fucking gut there yeah because everybody sees my gut now when i if i walk into a place because i put the shirt hand under the shirt and then i grab and then my whole gut sticks out it's like hmm. you should um figure out how to like hook it or grab it with your belly button i'm gonna get that stupid grab it with your belly have you seen that key it's a they oh, like yeah. call it like the key to the city. Have you seen that, Jason? It's a yeah. It's like a hook, and you can just like hook a door and yeah, pull it, or or like you know anywhere you go. Yeah, I ain't touching shit. It's the key to the city. It's only fucking like five inches long, so it doesn't like I, if there's something on that door, it's getting on your hand. Bro. Yeah, I can see that being the case. But, I mean, how could you carry something like that with you if it was really long? And also, you would look like a rube if you bought one. Yeah, I'm more... I just practice with my elbows, like, just open shit like that. I hit the button with my elbows. The presses button to walk button with my elbows. I wish... What I need to learn would be really good to learn is typing in my PIN number with my elbows. Oh, yeah. Because that sucks. I'm like, why are we still... What about if you got a box of those like finger condoms? What if they put your head in a little box, right? Like if there was a like a helmet sized box. I've seen right? some of that. And it was soundproof all around your face, and you just said then it was like a disposable soundproof helmet <laughs> head, and you said the numbers out loud, and then you popped off, you walked away, you th- you throw the helmet in the trash, and a new helmet comes out around for the next person's face. Then you're just saying it. You're not having to type anything. And then that's something I came up with. How often are they going to pick up ATM helmets? Like how many? What's the disposal rate on ATM helmets going to be like? Well, it's a couple not hundred in, a day. It's not invented yet, but I would say, yeah, you're probably going to need. So what you would do though is there would you know how when you go to the movies, right? And you go to see the 3D movie. Yeah. You get the glasses. You wear them. You walk out. You throw the glasses in the little box, and then right? Do I'm got it. You throw the helmet in a little box when you're done. The this is a helmet that covers everything too. You stick in your head, and it covers your whole face so nobody can hear you, and you can just say your pin number instead of typing it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get this on Shark Tanks. 
I think it's a good idea, really. I mean, that's yeah. just I'm throwing ideas at the wall. Like that's on my idea board. I'm sure I can find something else. Maybe, maybe some sort of thing where you like. Uh, uh, I just think if you could say your pin number out loud instead of typing it, what like you, you do just, Siri, because like, I've Bluetooth learned, with your phone or something. I've learned Siri, right? You lo- like oh, I you use speak, Siri. You speak Siri. Oh God, fluently yeah. speak Siri. Yeah, I'll be like, hey Siri, all the time now, and just ask her to do stuff. For wow. Me. I've started that now. You have yeah. a digital assistant. So, yeah. And the other day I was in the car and it said we updated your contacts uh, so that you can use voice recognition. Press one for OK. And I just said OK out loud. And I was like, uh, it didn't go away. And I got annoyed with it. And it's like, well, that's because this isn't like a smart voice recognition car you gotta press oh yeah yeah so now i'm just talking to screens so i think all my solutions for coronavirus now are going to be just talking to yeah (laughs) like oh what if we could just talk this you should you're going to be doing um next year you're going to be doing uh sales seminars for new voice products what about this voice is blowing up the industry for germaphobes like me voice is blowing up the industry because i thought of something else just now as you were talking about that you want to hear what i thought of just now is it disposable helmets again it does have how a disposable helmet more helmets okay (laughs) have you when was the last time you wore a helmet oh i never (laughs) okay but i mean what if instead of the movie theater helmet <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? they have that i think yeah they have yeah the google and what and like the vr glasses exist yeah. helmet you can Whole do that thing though nobody even you don't have to like but you pay to go put on a, a you i mean you I, have, so this is how we'll keep the Trump, theaters in business which i generally don't care about i don't care about that okay but if we have to keep the theater in business to get new movies you go to the theater and pick up the helmet you go to the theater, you're like, I'll have three, four, uh, Trolls World Tour, and they hand you three Trolls World Tour helmets. That even offers branding ideas where you can put the yeah, hair as a on the Trolls hair. one. Yeah. Or like, hair. yeah. I'm really like into the minions, helmets. minion goggles on the top. <laughs> yeah. I'm into this helmets idea. I've come up with this. This solves all the spit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Helmets. I mean, yeah. Just for different manly. Manly helmets are manly. Are, like if they have a face covering, they are. Uh, like if you like put a dirt helmet biking? with a face, yeah, because this is all going to be covering your whole face. That's why the helmets make sense because you're not breathing out; you're just hitting like right here. You know what I mean? Okay. So like men also, I think prefer helmets. Like Iron Man wears helmets, a helmet. Helmets to masks. Yeah, they, men don't want to wear masks, but they, I bet you, they if you gave them a helmet, they would be like, "All right." <laughs> so you're saying we have to find all these guys that are throwing tantrums, and we have to put a helmet on them that, like, when you push a button on it, a face mask goes across <laughs> it, and they're like, "Whoa, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like an Optimus Prime face mask. For the listeners that are wondering, I have recently invested in a company that makes helmets. Yeah, I don't know where this all comes from. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I just came in here had a bunch of new inventions that had to do with helmets because I invested? No, that's what actually just happened. Yeah. That, was the, that was the last few minutes. I know. You well, came up with two great hel- new helmets that we don't have. And do you understand this, too? Brett just said two great ones. He didn't want to say that, but it's they're good, such good ideas that, uh, you know, 
It's hard to it's hard to turn down a good helmet idea, really. Yeah, especially helmets uh, save lives. Especially when you have to drive to a movie theater to go pick it up from AMC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you just keep wait. it that. Like, hey, can I also pay nine dollars for some popcorn as well while I'm here? <laughs> that's I, I, I know I'm, I don't watch movies here anymore, but you have to be kept in business. They fucking that's why there's no. It movies. is. You're right. They're the mafia. We have to pay. Like if we want movies, it's going to cost us. We have to pay their protection now. In order we'll to pay- get movies, we have to go to the fucking movies. And I don't want, nobody wants to go to the movies, so nobody I wants like to release. release movies, right? Like, it's a whole thing. New movies. Yeah, movies are fucked up. We do need to, we need to have a real change and shake up in that industry. Trump should I like watching that. big, I like watching movies on big screens, but even the places that do it, like, can't do what they want. There's no freedom with your big screen, you know? Yeah. If it was a helmet, it would feel like the biggest screen because your head would be just right. That's all you can see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It would just it would feel like yeah, you're just in outer space watching a movie. Yeah, I I mean, wherever really romantic comedy. (laughs) Okay, like an office building with sassy workers with you. Yeah, that's uh, and you're just yeah. I I don't know, just in it. Yeah, bunch of helmet movies, more helmet ideas. If you want to call in and. uh, Give us a helmet idea. I'd be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More helmets (laughs) will work. I'm sure there'd be music helmets too. There's actually is one of those uh, silent. one of those silent DJ battles that's happening soon. What's that? They're going to have like four different DJs playing in a room, two sets of headphones. And you kind of vote with who you're feeling with like the, who you tune into. I don't understand that at all <laughs> like a b like imagine there's no there's people djing silent okay. it's silently it's only going to headphones okay. when you put on the headphones it's poof, 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 okay. it's loud but there's someone across there and you notice the people that are listening to their headphones their shit is like going way crazier so then you take your head those headphones off and you go get other headphones that's not it's also a bad idea yeah yeah not right now you should have every all of the headphones should be disposable right that's <laughs> like, a real like thing helmets. now yeah i saw someone i saw the ad for that I, it made no sense to me it's i'm gonna have idea. to look it up it's because there's gonna be a dj where like nobody's watching it yeah that's what that's how you shun people and tell them to get out of the scene they're not like good enough yeah fuck yeah. them I, I guess i mean i'm with you there all right uh you want to jump on these phones yeah i'm drink- how's your drink dude yeah uh, i did want to bring it up uh Brian got taken by an Instagram ad. Brian was investing in uh, non-alcoholic drinks, right? Well, I saw them, and then it said they basically they said like anything that it does whatever makes you feel good. So I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. So I bought them, this is, knowing they wouldn't do anything. This is the Kin Spritz, and it's euphorics for humankind, eight ounce dietary supplement. Uh, tagline here is the soul of the party. The future of revelry is in our hands, crafted from balancing adaptogens, replenishing nootropics, and nourishing botanics. Kin spritz sparks conscious connection in social gatherings after dark. That's what we're doing here. Kin invites all to rise into the night and take back our morning afters. All right. So we're not paid to do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a huge swig of it so you can get an idea of what it actually tastes like. I'll tell you what it tastes like. It tastes like the uh, uh, the the incense uh, holder after uh, it's burned. It's like if you mix a little water with the incense uh, holder thing. Yeah, it's not because it's people, almost malort, dude. Yeah. It's like it, it's 
it's a, just as bad as the first time I had Malort. A lot of people also that say that. I mean, I, it's tangy. It's flowery. It's. I got to imagine that it's, it's gross. I got to imagine there's a lot of people that don't drink like me because they don't like the flavor. Where that would be <laughs> a huge turn off there licorice root extract that's it bitter orange extract well you don't need something called bitter in there like that's you don't need to add that ginger white grape juice (laughs) gentian root come on not the gentian root that ain't for drinking that's for something else it's shit does it so this is is, i forgetting your yeah i haven't been I have not, uh, I haven't had any alcohol, just Ken, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I drank one and it tasted like shit, so I didn't want to drink another one, but I also took uh, two uh, two pills, two clonopins, and also I ate 20 milligrams of weed. I, so I was like, hmm, I wonder which thing's doing what here. You know, yeah, I would say that you have if you slug the can all at once, like the extreme coughing kind of replicates like hitting a bong in that, like it gives you that stars in your eyes feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I they say that is a bonus. Uh, wretched taste, um, thirteen dollars a can, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, thirteen a that. can, thirteen dollars a can. I thought, no, I thought, really, yeah, that's criminal. Wait a minute, no, it's I'm wrong. Hold on. Yeah, I thought Let it was closer it. to like f- six or seven. Uh, hold on. Uh, it's thirty-two dollars. Okay. Divided by four, uh, it was eight, eight bucks. bucks. It yeah. was eight bucks a can. They're six ounces. That is more expensive than like uh, a, a damn good beer. Yeah. Well, that's you know what it is. It has botanics. It has adaptogens. I get it. I can find. I think I can feel the adaptogens. Yeah. Okay. They're just. Like the wrinkles in my brain are starting to get like tighter. I can just feel my whole brain like dumping all of this uh, bad toxic information like right down to my intestines. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Off, off this right? drink. All right. Let's see who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, fellas. It's uh, Brian up in Boston. So, What's up, Brian? How you doing today? Uh, hanging in there. Um, so... Um, I did some call to litigate the Brian IY issue for the third time. Um, I'll just let that one pass. Anyway, um, there's a group here in Boston called Super Happy Fun America. Oh, wait, let basically me... a front for, I think I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these are, these are the guys who did the straight pride parade last year. They, you know, they're just, you know, fashy right wing you know, white supremacist chuds, basically. So they had uh, what they called yesterday, like the rally to restore sanity or something, like playing oh. off the John Stewart Colbert oh, thing. Well, I'm sure Stewart's proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, so they met in front of the state house, which is across the street from the Boston Common, which is just the big-ass park in Boston. And uh, so we made sure to show up. And at every one of their uh, rallies that they've had in the past, they've been grossly outnumbered by counter-protesters. And that held true for this time as well. Um, there were, I don't know, maybe three, four dozen of them and several hundred of us across the street. Oh, I love that. Um, they, they had Blue Lives Matter flags, Trump flags. There's a guy with. They can't. Uh, well, never mind. I was going to say they can't really like the cops. 
But then I thought about it. It's like, well, when the cops defend you, yeah. you probably do feel like, hey, you know, we're going this to is, good buddies. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this makes me think of a funny tweet uh, that I saw a while back that said, this moment is really challenging for libertarians because they're having to grapple with their contradictory opinions that all government is bad and also being extremely racist, so being in favor of the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but anyway, anyway. Yeah, no, the, the cops were there. They protected them. The um, three percenter flag. There were there were actual Nazis there. They had a, a black sun flag, which is an SS, an old SS emblem that's been adopted by neo Nazis. Uh, one of the guys with that group had a swastika tattoo. Another guy had an SS belt. Um, and the people from the organizing group said they asked the, the self proclaimed Nazis to leave. But they didn't. But they didn't try really hard because they stayed around. You know, they, it's one of those hmm, weird how your organization that you say doesn't support white supremacy attracts white supremacists. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's anyway, been for the longest time. Yeah. They they uh, they, they, they yeah. won't accept that. Yeah. We uh. So they had a big PA system, but we couldn't hear what they were saying. Because we were louder than they were with their big PA system. Oh, really? How, um, how many people were out yeah. there for them? There were probably, I mean, there were less than 50 of them. Oh, really? And, yeah, and for us, there were several hundred. And, no, I mean, it was actually fairly tame as far as these things go. Uh, because there weren't any arrests that I know of. There was one scuffle. I didn't see exactly what happened, but uh-huh. I just saw someone on their someone on their side beating someone up, and I assume it was one of our people. But I don't know exactly what happened. Anyway, after that happened, the cops moved in between us. Uh, in the, we were standing on opposite sides of the street. The cops put on their helmets, moved in between us. Then, after a couple of hours, uh, they decided they were going to march through the park and asked the cops to follow them to protect them. And the cops said, no, you're on your own. Oh, really? <laughs> so they chickened out and went home. Yeah. <laughs> they chickened out and went home, and we kept marching. We marched to the city hall, uh-huh. and a bunch of people spoke. It was, it was awesome. That is amazing. So, yeah, they, they got shut down pretty, pretty effectively. Holy shit. Uh, well, that is good news. I get, that, that, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I saw, I did see some of the tweets, but I didn't, I didn't get to follow along the whole story. Uh, I'm glad you called in and let us know what happened. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it was cops with billy clubs and, and helmets, but no tear gas, no arrests, no anything like that. Uh, were, so, the, were they, yeah. were they, were they, were they sturdy helmets that could be repurposed for, <laughs> for other, other things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think I hope so. Yeah, we so didn't get to find out. Nobody nobody tried to crack one. So we have a lot of helmets we're gonna have to reuse. So I guess Brian might be on to something. There, we're gonna have to take those helmets away from them eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I need these helmets. I need helmet in this for my helmet infrastructure program. <laughs> helmet based. But I, I I thought of both of you guys during this because. I walked from where I live in Somerville into Boston, which is an hour walk each way. And that was enough to wear me out. My legs and feet are still tired. <laughs> and I was like, that's like a 
you know, a hundred, 1% of what Brian does every day. <laughs> I mean, my shit right now is uh, that it's numbers that will make people sick. My seven day average <laughs> is 46,050 steps. That's seven day average. Jesus. My 30 day average is 41,000. So like even the further you, I'm at 30 days at 41 K and my six month is 30, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm down 35 pounds. So, all right. Yes, I don't want to work out. And yes, this is the path of least resistance. <laughs> you spent six hours not working out for 30 minutes. But I do get <laughs> or so 60 much. Minutes. I get so much done, right? No, like, I. I there mean, look at the are, look at the look at the TV scripts. There stuff, are great you know? men of history that have done exactly the same thing that you do. Yeah, you just gotta like Forrest Gump. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. You One just of gotta walk, of man. You know, but but yeah, I understand. I mean, it's like I was telling my wife the other day. It's like she was like she got like twenty two thousand, and she was like, "Oh, I'm really proud of this." I know you don't. You think it's bullshit, and I'm like, "Dude, it took me until like t- a year ago to get to the point where I could do fifty thousand steps in a day and not really care and yeah. like go on with the rest of what's left of my day." <laughs> Well, it's really weird the way that we're all like s- just set up not to do it or it feels like a pain. I live we, we I live a mile from some good friend of ours and it's a you know, it's a 15 minute walk, you know, maybe 20 minutes with kids. But you get like 7 minutes in and it feels hopeless. Like there's yeah. like you left your anchor behind and you're just floating in between two directions where it's going to take 10 minutes of walking and it's just it's like it's not hell at all and it's way better than just driving your ass over there and plopping on the couch and like charging your phone I, or whatever. Hey, look, I know people that drive crazy distances. To, like not long. I mean, yeah, crazy like, short distances. Like 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 less way less than a quarter mile to drive their car somewhere park get out and yeah, do with it. yeah you know what i mean and like for me uh uh the walking it's like it's it's the thing where i can do my job while i'm doing it and like it's not sitting which is like i i'm like going on vacation so there's two new things this year about me number one i'm going by 9 30 brian because uh, uh, I like to wake up at 9.30 in the morning. Okay, I love the new nickname. <laughs> the new name is 9.30 Brian. I'm going to get you some jewelry that says that. <laughs> oh, man, a big gold necklace that says 9.30. 9, it's 9.30 a.m. It's a clock. Oh, 9.30 a.m. 9.30 a.m., yeah. yeah. So, nine, well, but it's going to change, though. When me and you, well, I, you, told you my, I explained this to my wife. Now that we're not on the road, I'm 9.30 Brian. The first After the first tour, I'm 4 a.m. Brian again. But okay. uh, but like it's right now I'm nine thirty in the morning because like I just uh uh so I'm getting it done earlier and I'm not like missing time with my family or anything either. So that's why the big huge numbers now. Yeah. And we are right TV show. And uh <laughs> No, I mean it works. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta I, get that down. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think you spoil it when you start saying there's, there's these many rules around it, you know, you just gotta go with what works. There's not really any rules, really. Yeah. I mean, I just, well, Except I mean, I have all roots. the time. I have roots that I walk. Yeah. You know? All, all right, right. Let's get another call. Caller. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Brian. Later. Super happy. Didn't, didn't mean Brian was 
taking a leak during that, so he came in. I had to, to pee, man. You're allowed. I know. I'm going to do it, too. Your bathroom break every now and then, you know? All right. Uh, you want to talk to people on the phone? Yeah, answer it. See who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Lucian. What's up? How's it going? Lucian, how's it going? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm back home. I'm no longer in Massachusetts, which is good. We actually came home early. I was able to get everything, like my follow-up and all that done early. Because I have some magical werewolf-type healing powers, it seems. Excellent. Um, but I know I've posted a lot in the group, but I wanted to uh, call in and let everybody know like everything went well and thank everybody again and all that. Awesome. That's great. So you had to do it in, I didn't know you were doing it in Massachusetts or, you know, as Rush Limbaugh called it, Taxachusetts. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually the, the surgeon I went to was actually about only an hour from where I used to live in Massachusetts, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so how was the healing stuff? And like, you know, is, is there any words of like uh, encouragement for other people who might be looking to go, you know, get top surgery or any surgery, really? So I was really nervous about the anesthesia, if anyone remembers from my last call. And I let the doctors know that. And I think what they did to help with my anxiety is they didn't give me a countdown. I was just out. Uh, oh, I love it. Like, That's <laughs> cool. They just hit you on the back they of the head me, with a lead pipe. Lucian, they gave me the countdown because I said it wasn't going to do nothing to me. Oh, really? So they wanted to show me. Like, right. watch this, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, you don't get down to one and you're like, you're at four. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're up and they're like, it got you, didn't it, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was well, talking shit when I got in. Like, they, they wheeled me in. And then next thing I know, I'm waking up after being like while being wheeled out. Like I don't, rem they, I, as far as I know, they did not give me a countdown. Like, all right, now we're gonna do. It was just like, all right, and I'm gone. That's yeah, bonkers. it rules. I love that stuff. I, I, I just I'll wish consider you could, it. I wish you could go and get it. Like <laughs> may, maybe not all the time, but like every twice, like like my medical marijuana card. You yeah, know? you have like once a month. I can go get fucking put out. One day a month. Yeah. yeah, you get a credit for a day. Yeah. And they just shoot you up and for and you're gone for a few hours and you come back. Oh God, how great would that be? I would love that right now because the hardest part is I have to sleep on my back and I am not a back sleeper. And that is I think honestly the most painful part of it all is just waking up and feeling like every muscle has just been like destroyed. So I would love that right now just to just fucking sleep. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's like sleeping with a heel tattoo. Like I got some on my forearms and I sleep with my forearm tucked in a certain way and I would like lay it all out and be like, okay, Brett, go to bed and don't move that forearm. And I would just wake up and the whole fucking tattoo was stuck to my body, like stuck to my insides. Yeah. There's just no way, there's no way to, to fix your sleeping habits. No, I have to like barricade myself with pillows so I don't feel tempted to roll over yeah yeah it's tough so but, but you're doing it uh, go ahead that's what we wanted to hear that that how was the process and and is there advice or like uh uh anything that people should uh uh you know be encouraged or you know worry about or 
not worry about? Everything was a lot easier than I was expecting. Um, Pain-wise, surprisingly, as I said, not a lot of pain. Like, sleeping on my back is more painful, which you would think having your chest completely reconstructed would be more painful. Um, But it's not, at least for me, I know some people don't have super high pain tolerances, but they give you a good chunk of painkillers, yeah. And then you just do nothing for a while. Um, I think that the part that also sucks is like, I can't lift my arms more than a 90 degree angle for like another two weeks. Oof. So a full month. Yeah. So I just kind of feel very useless. I can't do anything. I'm five foot one. I can't reach anything. Right. <laughs> so I have to have my wife literally in at, before I wake up from the work, I have to tell her at night, can you get me a teacup down? So I can make <laughs> how, how long is that yeah, going to be? How long are you like, until you can like really, you know, get back to the normal stuff. Another two to four weeks. Oof. So a total of four to six. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I admire you for doing it, Lucian, because I got to tell you, I had a broken wrist and uh, only one wrist. I could use every single other part of my body. It was just one wrist. And I, it was four to six weeks and I was a baby about it the entire time. I fussed and whined about it. <laughs> It, it just sucks because, like, you feel like you can't really do anything and I want to help out, but, like, I can't. Um, like, we helped a, a friend move a desk yesterday and I was just, like, standing there like a little cheerleader. Like, I, I can't do it. I can't help. I can't. It's just that, that feeling of, like, almost uselessness just really sucks. Yeah, well, that's temporary. You might as well do it while you can. I think the cat knows I can't pick her up because I can't also lift anything more than 10 pounds and the cat's 11 pounds. Yeah. And I think she knows I can't pick her up because she's decided she wants to climb on everything she's never had an interest in before. Yeah. My, my, um, my daughter, whenever my back hurts the most is when she starts riding me and she's like, uh, you never jump on the trampoline with me anymore. And I'm like, I really cannot jump on the trampoline with this horrible backache. But, you know, <laughs> know how to make you feel guilty. Oh, yeah. Like, they know. Yep. They know when they can get away with it. And it's like... Well, Lucian, it's good to hear from you. It's good to hear you're doing well and that uh, the surgery went well. And uh, obviously, keep us posted. Let us know when you're all the way healed up. And it's really good to talk to you. And I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll definitely probably make a big post like, hey, look, everybody, I can wear normal shirts again. <laughs> yeah, tank tops. <laughs> sun's All out, right. sun's out, guns out. Yeah, I don't wear tank tops. Yeah. Well, I mean. I literally nice. just bought, bought a uh, MCR tank top to be like, I can wear this now. Perfect. Yeah. Without <laughs> having to wear it. <laughs> well, uh, have a good night, Lucian. It's, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, peace. You too. Let's get a. Uh, uh, let's, let's just go right yeah, into we're the next one. Up. And uh, rocking in. We're gonna pull in. through. Here. We're gonna get these. We're gonna get a few done before we go to break. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, can y'all hear me? Uh huh. Perfectly. Yes. Hey, it's Alex. How y'all guys doing tonight? Uh, we're doing pretty good. I'm sweating quite a bit, but uh, you know, it's hot in here. But that's it. What's up? Uh, so I have a. Uh, Pretty quick, funny little story. Uh, 
I'm trying to buy a house right now, and uh, because I'm a realtor, I can just go look at any place I want by myself, which is very convenient. Uh, the other, and I'm in Columbus with you guys. Uh, today I went to look at a house, and it was a pretty like nice size ranch with a small size basement that just seemed wrong, and uh, it just seemed too small for the house. And there was like a big wooden wall, and there were two doors, and one of the doors was locked. And the other door had a shelf in front of it. And so uh, my curiosity got the best of me. And uh, <laughs> I, I like, moved the shelf out of the way. I pushed the other door open. And they had, on the other side, they had put like a, uh, like, a, like a wooden bar in front of the door, like a movable one. But it was like heavy, like a workbench. Yeah. So, you know, I pushed it all out of the way. I got in. Uh, it was fully dark back there and it had a bunch of shit in storage. But I found like one halogen grow light and when i say found i mean like looking around i wasn't digging through their shit but uh just like looking i was like hmm interesting and uh as i just walked through the rest of the basement i went to the where the crawl space is you know those like uh those like areas you can't go into with all the stones and shit in a basement yeah and there was like a light coming out and there was like a little side door uh to a hidden room that was like a 10 by 5 by 8 room that had like four huge glow lights and like tents and like fans and shit in it. And I just found these people's like secret grow lock that the house they had listed seemed very street fight. I wanted to call and share. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I bet someone's going to call and say that some realtor just went through all their shit. Hey, listen, if you're, if you're gonna put your house up for listing, just take your lights out. Don't don't have them there. True. Yeah. Yeah. I just went. Through, listen, it was an open door. It just had a thing in front of it. You do. I wanted to see the other side of the basement. To be fair, I get I it. I mean, we, we had the same thing happen at an Airbnb. What? When we were on the Hellfire tour, they had a grow up at an Airbnb. Not a grow up. It was just a really weird house with a lot of locked doors and stuff. And people, they, they caught the, it got the best of everybody, and they had to go see what was going on. You don't remember that? Oh yeah. In the Jacksonville, Florida, uh huh, in that weird house that had birds in it, uh huh, that were like sort of hidden, and then like people were just like, "What is this place?" and started. They weren't like digging through stuff, but they uh. were like, "What's behind these doors?" and decided to see. Well, there was were a they grow like up? living birds, not a grow up. I'm saying that like they. <laughs> it's just we oh, had curiosity. a bunch of locked doors. And uh, people wanted to check. Yes, the birds were living. It was very fucking weird that they yeah had they had dead live birds there. at yeah. the Airbnb. It was awful. It was yeah. It was one of the worst. Yeah, so, that that did they say anything about live birds in the house when in the rental? Because that's like a big that's a big downer if you don't know about it. I don't think they. I mean, I'm sure they didn't say there's live birds in the house because I think Brett would have rented it. <laughs> when uh, there that's w- funny. When uh, I was living at my old place, uh, there was. The the person that I was renting it from sold it or was selling it. So we had people that would come view the house and they would go into the basement where the old Street Fight studio was and there would be like a hundred beer cans and bottles of alcohol and multiple bongs and like weed and big jars. Uh and like Hell yeah. <laughs> I would just be like I would, you know, it's just one of those things where you just are going to make, like, I just say, like, oh, it's a little messy down there. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. Uh, that actually, that reminds me. Uh, so I, I rent, uh, I've worked as a property manager before through my uh, company. 
and I was showing a house for rent and we were going through the basement and it had like a, like a huge uh, built-in shelf and there was a, or not like a shelf or a desk or something. I can't remember. And I was like showing this nice couple the house and I opened up one of the, it's like a door that opened up on the desk. If that makes sense, like not outward, but upward. Uh-huh. And on the inside, there was like a ton of writing and across all of it in like big graphic letters, somebody wrote like, Tommy sells the best QPs. <laughs> and, and, they, and they just started like laughing. I was like, oh, I'm glad they're cool with bo- uh, running a drug dealer's house. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, Alex. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure talking to you guys. Have a great night. Yeah, yeah. you too, man. Yeah. I would have taken some buds with me. Just you would have grabbed them? That's just, that's, that's just if they were hanging off of there and you could just walk in there and just poink, poink, just, pinch. just two, three of them. Yeah, just a pinch. Ah, that's so tough. Free weed. And if I didn't have my shit locked up and hidden or alarmed in a way uh, that you could get up there and pinch them, like, that's what it is, right? Yeah, and I would assume that you wouldn't know that they got pinched if it wasn't locked up enough, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how you get away with it. They always make it sound like if you have the grow lights, then the police the are going to come to your house. Yeah, the poli- the uh, power company is going to see your spike and come yep. get your ass. Yep. Uh, all right, let's jump on this horn. Let's. Yeah, what's going on on the horn? Thanks for calling Street Fight. You're on the phone tonight. Is it me now? Is it you? Is it me? Search for things that you can't see. Calling in to the show somewhere in the Vaseline. We hear you. Hey, skeleton, come back from hell. Don't go into the light. Mm, I think uh, they're dead. That's it. Are you dead? They're just making like one noise (laughs) so that we stay on. It's a fucking. Prank. What is that? Oh, 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 hello. Hello. Ghosty oh, Ghost. Am I on? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. We thought All you right. were That All worked right. out. You passed out there, buddy. We brought you back to life. We had to do the Heimlich on you. We had to do some CPR to bring you back to yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I'm like feeling the I'm feeling the air in my lungs again. It feels good, man. <laughs> Thanks for waiting around for me. Sorry about that. Um yeah, this is Sam. I'm calling in from Washington, DC. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. How are you, Sam? I'm doing good. Um, trying to enjoy the last few hours of freedom I have before Monday starts with a fever tomorrow morning. I mean, trying to do my thing and playing Okami, drinking a gimlet, just uh, hanging out. I came earlier from the uh, the protest that was outside Jeff Bezos's house in Washington D.C. Awesome. Jeff Bezos has a house in D. I thought oh, he yeah. lived somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, no, he. So I think he has houses in a ton of places, but wow. well, he I has one too. in Washington D.C. in the Colorado neighborhood. I can tell you the exact address: twenty three two thirty F Street Northwest in Washington D.C. It's um, it's actually one of the biggest buildings in D.C. And he also managed to buy like the the house adjacent, which used to be I think the textile museum in D.C. Yeah, it's kind of a brutal commentary on uh, you know, public. I guess public stuff being made private and going to like the worst kind of privately owned hands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, how was the, uh, how, how was the action? What was the, uh, March like? Was Bezos, do you think he was there? Or I guess he wouldn't let you know if he was. Yeah, I have 
I have really no idea if he was there, but um, he didn't come out or anything and talk to anybody. Coward. Now, of course, they did put a nice big like model guillotine up right in front of his front door. <laughs> that might have played a role in that. Is this? Is it D.C. where these two uh, weird people are standing outside of the house with guns? I guess you probably can't have guns in D.C. like that. You haven't seen this picture yet? I, so it. I thought that was in St. Louis, the, like the okay. country club looking people who were yeah. like standing, like the old couple standing outside with like an assault rifle and the lady's got a pistol and they have like yeah. wild looks on their face. <laughs> yeah. They just look like they're talking. No, he's, he's wearing like a, a pink button up shirt and a pair of slacks. There's also no shoes, neither one of them, which is legal and more legal if you have a gun. Yeah. Just, so, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was the, uh, I thought that, I thought DC, cause when you said Bezos house, it's like, oh. That must be Bezos's house. I wish people would have ripped them limb <laughs> from limb, just throwing their fucking arms in the air. Allegedly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, how is so? Barefoot uh, uh, is more legal when you have a gun. It is like it's the most legal. More. Who's gonna stop? He's gonna tell you it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me, I would. Uh, were the dancing. police there? <laughs> I guess that's a good question. Are are the were the police there? Yeah, the police were blocking off parts of S Street. Um, the marchers had kind of taken the, the middle of the road the, in the block, like, between, uh, I forget the name of the park that's right up the street from it, but there was a good, like, half of a city block that the police had blocked off because of the protesters had stood there. I don't know if, the, if they were there to, like, keep people from driving through or, you know, probably also to keep an eye on the marchers, but... But yeah, there's a, there were a good amount of people. I mean, not not a ton. It's you know, it's uptown. It was I, I didn't see that many people sharing it on social media, so I, I went to make sure to blast it out. But um, but yeah, a good amount of people. Uh, I saw that Jared Holt from uh, the Right Wing Watch was on there. I saw I was there. He posted about it, so got a little bit of coverage, which is always good. But um, DC. but yeah, it wasn't too much. It was pretty small, but uh, still, I mean, good to send a message. A lot of the people I talked to there. We're happy that some of the protests have made their way uptown. In in DC, a lot of the protests have been downtown in the kind of non-residential areas, and a lot of the people who would be interested in going to ones are living uptown. So, right, that's a good thing to see. Yeah, we have. They've been putting pressure on the mayor, going to his fucking cul-de-sac, just like he's camping out there. Uh, they've been really just hitting him hard recently. And uh, I feel like they hit somebody else up too, but I can't remember now. I don't think this nootropics are working at all. No, you're it's not remembering anything. Yeah, fuck those nootropics. Did you guys do the street yeah, fight they- uh, chant? But don't say it. The KJB chant. Say, you yeah. should have done that. Obviously, <laughs> that would have really no, made I, the I, neighborhood I, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping someone would get it started. I mean. The neighborhood was definitely already pretty peeved. You know, I saw an older couple walk through. I mean, for the people outside of D.C., Calorama is one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the city proper. And uh, I did see, like, an, an older couple walk by that clearly were, like, local, taking their daily walk. And they were not thrilled to see a bunch of people wearing all black with a guillotine in front of somebody's house. But, you know, yeah. hopefully that's in the chance minds about where they're at in society yeah yeah i mean yeah it's good for them to see that they need to get used to the future yeah yeah we're gonna be we're 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 taking them over (laughs) we're gonna be taking their homes over and uh 
moving people into them. Like anarchists, filthy yeah, Antifa anarchists. They're going to live in those houses. Someday. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, thanks for going out there and threatening Jeff Bezos for us. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's been an honor. And, um, I mean, uh, Brian, I, I, I don't know if you recognize my voice based on my shitty connection, but I'm Sam from the Hog Planet podcast. Oh, yeah. I just did that. Dan. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Um, I'll be out there. Yeah, we're, we're super com- excited about that episode. It's coming out this week. It, it was a really good time. Thanks. So I want to thank you again for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I did Hog Planet podcast and it comes out this week. So look for that and, uh, you know, subscribe to them. They have me on. Um, are you playing the like the Okami uh, HD remaster on Switch? Big time, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm doing. Do you... I've never played it on any system before, so okay. it was, you know, relatively cheap on the store, and uh, I figured I'd give it a spin. Yeah, I never finished it on PS2, and I think I want to get it to try it out. I'd like to not finish it on the Switch as well, just so I can be completist. Yeah. <laughs> Maintain that consistency right there. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Sam. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace, peace. peace. We got to take uh, uh, three more before break. Ooh. At least. At least three more. Doggy. Yeah. Boat, boat. Okay. <laughs> right? I like Don't that song. You, everybody loves it. Anybody. When that comes on. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who the fuck we talking to tonight? Oh, a hanger upper. You got we got hung oh, up. Oh no. On? Yeah, somebody freaked that's out. A funny joke though. That's like a good prank. Is it? Yeah. They got us. We got we just destroyed us. They just fucking obliterated. We didn't even get to respond. Yeah. Yeah. They probably they just cursed wasted us. our time. Right before we answered, they said, fuck these guys. We did a, We up. did the bout bout chicka chicka for them. We were really like giving them the best intro they could have got. Well, oh yeah, oh yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for going street fight. Don't hang the fuck up on us tonight. Who could it be? Now? Hello, it's you. It's you. Oh man, we are having the worst luck of all time. Everybody, tonight. it's bad luck. Hey, hey, who's this? It's you. Hey, hey, this is uh, this is Lonnie from, uh, well, we'll say an East Coast city. Okay, um, Lonnie I, from sorry East. Sorry about the delay there. I had a Bluetooth issue. Oh, no problem. No problem. But uh, I wanted to call to kind of give you maybe a perspective that doesn't call in a whole lot. Um, I actually work as a research person in uh some ivy league institution in neuroscience and uh wanted to talk a little bit about how people that i work around are handling covid because it's not always encouraging really so it's people that are in an ivy league school in i want to open a window i'll get it bad i'll get it it's people so how people you you you're in an ivy league school and 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 you know you would think in neurosurgery it would be pretty good that they would handle how they would handle COVID. They would be extra careful. Uh, uh, so how are they handling it? So some people are handling it, you know, the way you'd like. But I definitely have had some people down the hall that just 
don't wear masks and don't really take the precautions that, you know, admittedly are pretty burdensome for kind of coming in and being a, a quote unquote essential worker. Right. Um, are they like, so, are, are they like people that are, I, I guess my question would be, are these people that are in administration or are these people that are, that are, you know, working to be, oh wait, neuroscientist doesn't mean neurosurgeon. So <laughs> it is, it is neuroscience. Okay. Yeah, are, are, yeah, it's, it's like researchers. Okay. These are, the, these are the people that are like feeding the mice or something like that. So egg, um, so a egg, lot, most of them have PhDs or they're on the way to it. Okay. So okay. these are eggheads. Yeah. They're the are they bean counters yeah. as well? Are there being, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is it like eggheads, bean counters, dorks, laptoppers, <laughs> squishes? I'm just trying to figure geeks. out like if there's like a demarcation line for the types of people who maybe don't take it seriously. Cause like when I think about who's taking this seriously and who isn't, I do feel like people who, who do real work, the ones that are cashiers, the ones that uh, are baggers and stuff like that. I think a lot of them are taking it pretty seriously because they were out there for the beginning part of this. They were out there for some of the more dangerous stuff. But I think people in management seem to be the type that aren't taking it seriously, I guess. But then again, I am seeing so many young people out. So <laughs> I don't know. Is, is there like a grouping you can put people in or that aren't being safe? I mean, it's, I would say that a lot of them are, you know, some would kind of bleed into management, right? Like people in charge of a lab, but some of it is just people thinking that they are smart enough to like take the right precautions. Yeah. You know, that, that they will do things in a way that other people don't, which I personally think is a foolish assumption. I'm but, with um, you. I just, we just had that conversation, me and my wife just had this conversation about like, you know what, uh, we had a birthday party that was semi-successful, but I think everybody is like really getting too comfortable now, so it's like I'm reassessing very quickly and going back into the hole, I think. Yeah, well, there's some really management and you know, that, that dynamic management versus worker is a part of it because officially there were like a couple months where no one should have been in the building like like very minimal like just feed the mice and leave don't do the science kind of stuff um but they never deactivated key card access and there's sort of this tacit understanding in science that like nothing is really supposed to stop the science right so i i know for a fact people probably in every lab just never stop coming in during that period when they shouldn't have been doing, when they should have absolutely minimized the time they were there, like do the fewest things possible. And people were not doing that. Um, but that's pretty normal. I'd say in science that you have a lot of people, there's a lot of pressure to work, uh, you know, extra hours. You're usually paid, especially like grad students for, you know, 20 hours, you know, it's a part-time gig. And it's a great pay rate if you actually stop at the 20th hour. But most of the time, if you don't work at least 40 hours, they will not renew your funding. There's usually that hanging over your head. So, you know, that kind of pressure was probably at play for yeah. these folks, especially given that scientific funding most likely will take a hit when the shit hits the fan from all the, you know, the, the eviction crisis that's coming. 
Absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, and also like, it's probably people yeah. that, that care, you know what I mean? That are like, that are engaged in their work and want to get the stuff done. So they were coming in and, and doing it. Are, are, are people are, do you, are you seeing people like going out a lot and stuff? Not, not so much. I mean, um, I will say, you know, they're like on the nicer days on the way to work. Um, there might be people out. Uh, I've been kind of, I've been separated from it as much as possible. Like I've, I've been able to work from home for the most part. Um, but people who have been doing experiments that involve like mice or something, uh, you know, like you're saying, they, Mice don't live forever. If it's like an important mouse, they have some like genetic quirk that's useful. You know, those mice are hard to replenish. We can't really go in and, you know, order them, say, or, you know, like however you get the more mice, it, we haven't been able to do that. Um, you know, the various ways that you can because of the shutdown, because things that come from outside the building are limited. Um, so it, it's been kind of interesting to see as like, you know, we've been unable to buy new supplies people are still finding ways to go in and there's still kind of a pressure to go in. Like, you know, there's been a few times where we kind of heard from person in charge of our group that like, you know, I can't tell you to come in ah. and I don't know how we're going to find this, but we need, it would be great if people did, right? Yeah. Like if, if you yeah. come in, it, you, you would probably get away with it. It's sort of the line. And so, um, oh. you know, I, so that's fun. Um, that's the move, though. And that's been the move all through coronavirus, though. I think for a lot of businesses and shit, it has been to say, oh, we can't oh, yeah. tell you that you can't. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're not supposed to come in and we can't tell you that you're not supposed to come in. But, uh, you know, maybe if you broke the rules, nobody would say anything. You know? <laughs> all the return procedures are things that employees do. So there's there's relatively little that, you know, doesn't doesn't make the liable party if someone gets covid a worker, right? So the way that we've been recommended is sort of would imply that, you know, if people get sick, it's because they, oh, you didn't wash your hands, you know, like yeah. every, like every so many minutes before and after everything you do, like it's basically impossible to get work done if you actually follow those guidelines. So, you know, kind of like lean staffing, people will cut the corners, but then it's not management ordering it. So they don't care. Right. Yeah. That, that fucking sucks, dude. Uh, though there are future for Pete's sake, the neuroscientists. I, well, <laughs> one thing, and I, I know you're about to go to break, so I don't want to go off on a big tangent, but, uh, one thing that some people that I work with are looking into now is the chief buzzword of all time, neuroeconomics. No, don't um, do that. But basically, the line of research, they're trying to make a bell curve where they can, like, find the optimum value or, like, the best way to structure a task for a mouse so that you can get the most lever presses out of the mouse no. per food pellet given. This sounds, this so, I don't like. So they'll, like, try, it, it, it honestly, it freaks me out because, like, I saw this and it's like, oh, God, the science that you can still get funding for in this post-COVID world is going to be like Jeff Bezos funded. How, how do we pay the least and get the most out of 
with, with like behavioral manipulations and like subtle uh, nudging and structure of the work oof. environment. So that's depressing. So that's, I'm, I'm hoping we don't go in that direction too yeah. much. But that, I, I, if you find out, I worry that, that's where the money will be. If you find out that's going to be successful, uh, sabotage the yeah <laughs> experiment we'll, we'll get for you, us. We'll get you paid. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out how we'll do a GoFundMe for you or something. I'm, well, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling but, in, Lonnie. Uh, uh, it was good to talk to you. That's that's interesting as hell. Thanks for taking the call. Have a good. Hey, you're welcome. Have a good night, buddy. Yeah. One more call, and yeah, then one we're more going call. to Brizake. Yeah. That's how carnies say break. I do got to say that we did know that smart people are stupid. I, I feel like that's a big tenet of the show. Smart people are stupid. I mean. I don't know, man. When you think about like people who are working as scientists or, or like researching as scientists being people that aren't like doing the stuff, it's yeah. really fucking. That's true. Yeah. Like if it's doctors and scientists and PhDs and stuff <laughs> and they're the ones that aren't doing the fucking minimal amount yeah. of shit, then we're fucking doomed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you'd think they would at least be doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. If the smartest among us aren't doing it, then we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe some mutated mice are having a longer, healthier life. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one of them will turn into like a super mouse. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, uh, I forgot it. There was some some article being passed around with them messing around with like uh, monkey brains and like human DNA and shit. And mm -hmm. so people were just like, please don't do this. Please don't do that right now. Yeah. Please, yeah. Don't, please don't do please Don't go down that route. Yeah. Just we got other shit to figure out. We cannot deal with yeah. Planet of the Apes happening too. Can you all like work on this virus and yeah that's it like that's the only yeah, science give up. i want happening right yeah now. give up the boner pills stop trying to sell me keeps and hymns yeah i don't i don't want to i don't i don't want to get covid that's what i don't want yeah. that, that's what would be best for hymns yeah for hymns <laughs> i would yes i don't care about any science that isn't salt that isn't a vaccine or some sort <laughs> of a pill that i can take to keep me from getting this thing yeah yeah cod liver oil Cod, yes, cod liver oil. <laughs> yeah, get out there, fucking pick all the plants wherever it is, and figure out how to cure this thing. There's got to yeah. be a plant out there that does it. You know, it's a few plants in uh, this eight ounce can of kids. There's euphorics. One dollar an ounce. Um, there's botanics. Once again, nourishing botanics. Yeah, different yeah. than your run of the mill flavoring botanic. This is a nourishing. Botanic. doing it you got any feelings at all right now yeah i feel elevated i think so do not. i think i'm right i feel like i'm like the soul of the party right now okay <laughs> yeah that's what they say that's that's actually <laughs> is that written on the can it is written on the okay can, i was gonna yeah. say because that was they, in the advertising that's why i uh bought it because i thought it was funny it is like it's just perfect for dum-dums when you're just like why do you buy, buy, buy that for eight dollars you're like i don't because i'm the soul of the party you yeah, know me let's try to have fun shit jesus yeah get off my ass sorry they are really working hard to find some kind of drink to they sell don't to drink. people that don't Drinking's drink. Drinking fucking is hard. You can't do it all the time. Yeah. It's fucking with my sleep real bad. For me. This being the soul of the party doesn't fuck with my sleep. Yeah. They want. I mean, what they really <laughs> are shooting for is for a guy like me to buy cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. That's they what they want. And but, I'm not going to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, get me. You you just want to pop. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all you want is yeah. pop. Throw some nootropics in a sprite, and I might fucking consider it. Oh my god! Yes, just go all the way back to the original soda jerk and say we've got Coca Cola with uh you know boosts in it, like a, sh- yeah. a shot of uh, Coke of uh nourishing botanics. Yeah, put nourishing botanics. There's a d- in my fucking sprite. Here's sprite with adaptogens. Yes, yes. Put some adaptogens <laughs> in my sprite, and I'll drink that. I don't want your funky hippie flavors. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's all that is. That's a hippie flavor. That there. is a lot of bold flavors together. It's, it is. <laughs> bold flavors, is, but the, they're, they're not the bold flavors of food, this, actually. It's, it's one of those ones that you're like, oh, this has to be good for you. Oh, yeah. God. They're only putting this in here because it's the best stuff for you. It tastes so bad. It's so inedible that this just has to be out of necessity. This is, they couldn't even make it taste good. It's just too fucking good for you. Imagine going to the fucking bar and paying like 13 bucks for that. And then fucking cracking the can, <laughs> smoking a cigarette with it, <laughs> taking your first drink. And just, oh yeah. If you like feel it in your shoulder blades. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then you're like liquor. Yeah. It's just you're like, at, I feel like I did right before this. You're looking at sweaty glasses of ice that just have a little bit of bourbon in the bottom. And you're like thinking about stealing them off the yeah. counter. Yeah. All right. Let's get our next call in next call. And then uh, we're taking a break. Yeah. Break time, baby. Uh, Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Computer. Don't fail me. Oh, no. The computer's failing us. Thanks for calling. Hey, hey wow. what's up? Who's this? It's Ghost. Ghost. It's Ghost. The band we played last week on the show that everybody loved is uh, on the phone right now. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. You know, we're, we're sitting. Uh, we're in my living room. Um, it's hot in Philadelphia. I don't have AC right now in my room here. Oh, no. So we're sweating. Um, drinking a twisted tea. I made symphony and margarita here. Yeah. My wife is crocheting a beautiful blanket. But, uh, yeah, we're just chilling. So that's the, that's the alien life. That's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> Super alien. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> How are you guys? We're pretty good. It's hot here too, but there is air conditioning, but it's not in the room that we record in. So, uh, we're sweating too. Pretty bad, but. It's okay. Uh, uh, so we played, I think we've played you guys twice now because I'm a fan of it. And, uh, so like, I'm trying to figure out how to, uh, what, what to say here. Like, how did you decide, like, what road you were going to go down with this music? Because, like, it is, uh, totally, it's like nothing I've heard. And it's also, uh, uh, it feels very familiar to me too, like in a way when I listen to it. Uh, well, um, yeah, that's, it's not to put into words. Uh, I mean, really thank you for playing our stuff and, and all the street fight uh, listeners have been very supportive. Uh, we've, you know, sold actually some stuff on our band camp cause you guys, uh, played us and people have reached out. It's been really cool. Um, we, I don't know, it was sort of kind of, um, I don't think it was natural. The natural thing. It yeah. was an organic thing that happened. What, what, uh, what do you like? Like, what are you listening? Like, what, what were the inspirations or like, what, yeah, like uh, what, what kind of, when y'all got together, I guess, what would did, what did y'all 
vibe together with? I guess he Limp Biscuit and the Prodigy probably off the top. Yeah, we we kind of like work. We work together at a pizza shop, um, and okay. the pizza shop's pretty groovy. It has like a has a boss that's very uh, not present. So it kind of um, has the staff kind of runs it for better or for worse. Great. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people are playing bands and, and, like, you know, work there. So there's lots of chances to sort of talk. And we, I mean, Symphony, like, you know, we were like, oh, she, she like, talked about new metal. And then um, she actually moved away, went to Hawaii, and the volcano happened and yeah. had to move back. I thought I was actually never going to see her again. But um, we uh, we ended up, she came back, she was like, let's start a band. So then we, I had some, like, instrumentals I was working on. And then we were like, it turned out that, like, we both like like new metal and stuff, but then my beats were kind of more like jungle drum and bass. Yeah. 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 And so it was like, well, we both really like these stuff too. And then, you know, we kind of, you know, we did our first show and we weren't obviously when you first start, you're not like, you know, you're still figuring things out, but I think from early on, we had like a pretty clear idea. We just wanted to like go for something that was like really fun, not to like, we wanted to sort of be for everybody. Like it's kind of like, you know, like catchy or or it's fun it's fun to listen to you can dance to it um like kind of punk too like we didn't want songs that were super long like kind of short and but kind of combining these different sort of elements together um yeah we just wanted to like people have a good time and yeah yeah i think uh, yeah that's it So you're, I, I, I gotta tell you, when I was working at a pizza shop, that was also the height of my new metal fandom. Was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, so like Symphony, uh, how old are you? I'm 28. Okay, so how did you get? I mean, how did you get into new metal? Because I'm like, I was a teenager when it was popular, and by the time, uh, you know. 10 years after that, uh, everybody was embarrassed to be into new metal. Like I can only imagine that it's just been, it's been a Renaissance recently. Uh, I feel, you know, in the last few years, uh, but it seems like you were very early. So like, what got you into it? My older siblings are like much older than uh, me. So yeah, my siblings are like six, 12, 16 and 20 years older than me. Got it. So I used to like watch TV with them. And I think, I think I'm like at least five years older than I am. So when I was eight, I was watching Lint Biscuit videos. Yeah. But that's because I was watching like my 20 year old brother. That's, you know what, that's the same for me, uh, because me and Brian get along so well and he's five years older than me. And, uh, my cousins were like, I was watching MTV with my cousin when my parents would come over and they wanted to get rid of us. I'd go into the basement and watch MTV with my, you know, 17 year old cousin when I was eight years old or something. So that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and you're getting, I mean, you're getting a lot of attention. There was a, an, an article that just came out that was really good. If people want to read it, uh, in the key, uh, called the glorious noise of, and the, here's what I want to ask: How do you say how do you say the name of the band? Gosh, like the Frankfurt West. Um, it, yeah, but we just spell it differently. Yeah, and added the umlaut for fun. Yeah, like, <laughs> for, like the, even better. Yeah. Makes it yeah, it makes it more. Uh, I, you know, I like the word. Yeah. 
I like the word gauche, but I felt like I was being too like literary about it or something. I didn't know, but I love the name. I love the umlaut there. That's a big plus. And, uh, you know, I do love the energy of the music. Um, Brian and I, uh, we talk about it often how, uh, like doing the show and being politically active and caring about mo the movement and stuff like that, um, is not something really what I want in my music. <laughs> Like if, uh, even though like listening to the Fred Durst say break stuff, it's not like being too, it's like, it's not, uh, overly political. It's just an angry feeling, but also get you out of your seat. It's fun. Uh, right. and it's like a great energy to have. And it went dormant for so long. And, uh, it's, it was amazing the first time to hear your stuff to be like, holy shit, someone's, someone's doing it again. Someone's, someone's re, <laughs> reinvig, re, reigniting, uh, reigniting the flame, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It rules. It rules to hear. I've been listening to a lot of the, uh, the new metal revival stuff earlier today. I was listening to it. And like the thing I really like about what y'all are doing is that it does call back to stuff that I was listening to in in like the 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 late nineties and the early two thousands because it also reminds me of 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 like Prodigy yeah but it, it, that was stuff I didn't like then and I have grown an appreciation for over time so to me it's like really interesting that it's like uh uh, uh it, like watching these styles blend by people that are younger right. than me that were, were kind of not there the first time around, but turning it into something new is like, I mean, it's, it's a lot. I, I think it's a lot more interesting than just doing like a cover or almost like a tribute act. But, uh, right. um, but I, 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 I just think that cover is incredible. And it also, uh, uh does for new metal. What, uh, it, it also sort of does for new metal what new metal was doing at the time. Like new metal, they were doing covers at the time that didn't sound like the original songs. Like, a, you know, Fear yeah, Factory did Cars, Limp Bizkit did yeah. Faith, Corn did Wicked. And like, I think it's so fucking cool that you guys did a cover of Break Stuff that, that is still in the spirit of Break Stuff, but is not actually just the song. It's a long-standing tradition of metal. I mean, you could, yeah, it, it's since the beginning, people have start, have, uh, have given tribute to the bands that inspired them. And I also, you know, like you said, the drum and bass stuff, uh, I saw he's making a new album, but uh, it reminds me of Tricky also, who was really big back then. Uh, yeah. one of my favorite, uh, fucking electronic artist there so uh wh what are y'all planning to do for the future like like what's the rest of your your year look like <laughs> well on july 3rd um they got been doing those band camp fridays um so they've been really good for artists because they kind of waive their uh they waive their uh, uh profit share or whatever um and it just draws a lot of attention to the website. So on July 3rd, we're dropping, uh, two new singles that we're really excited about. Um, and then up until then, uh, for the rest of June, we're still, uh, one, well, two days left. Uh, we're still fundraising. So this whole month, all our sales that we've gone through Bandcamp are going to donate to like a, like a local charity. Um, we already, we're going to have donated over a thousand dollars, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Since we kind of, small band but people have been really um you know when the whole thing sort of popped up we had this song dear daddy and we were kind of you know we're just like whoa this is cool. like this is sort of like our our moment in a way but kind of we felt a little self-conscious or, or about it in a way so we're like 
you know, we wanted to like, you know, kind of give back and, and, you know, help out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what we got going on. We're trying to work on a live stream show too. Um, we're trying to write some new songs. It's kind of, you know, uh, difficult being a musician now when you don't have like live performances to sort of, you know, gigs to kind of promote your stuff. Especially so. for us since we, our performances are, so much a part of what the ghost experience is. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see it. Like that. That's something that I like. When when live shit comes back, I'm gonna be very. I I'm gonna make it a priority to see you guys, even if we have to book you. <laughs> what's your? We'll be there. What's so like? What's the creative process? And I gotta say, I love. I mean, I have to. Like I, I do understand the troubles, but I, I do love the way that you're able to just release a couple singles and work on songs and make sure that uh, they're actually good shit and you're not just putting it out because you're stuck in the house. Um, you know, there's a level of quality to it, and I, and I like that you kind of it feels like you're editing what gets out here. But like, what's your creative process for this stuff? Are you, are you just like partying and then until the beat grabs you or something? Uh. We, well, we, um, every song is kind of different. Um, we kind of like, I mean, the stuff that we're putting out now, we luckily, a lot of it we recorded before the, the, uh, outbreak. Okay. So we kind of have a day of stuff that we could kind of work on that. We know we, we also have a co-producer. He's like our third member of the band, but he, he likes to hang out in the shadows. I, I know he's listening, Kevin, and give a shout out to Kevin Keene. Yeah, shout out to Kevin. Uh, he, he's the man, and he's, he's like a, a co-producer, and he, um, you know, he, he's also our live sound guy, so he does like, he dubs out our, our vocals and adds a lot of cool effects and stuff while we're playing live. So, you know, we were working with him, and he kind of like helps distill our ideas and get them to be kind of, you know, like, as sharp as like a, you know, like a, as it can be. Um, but we usually, like, these songs, we, we went on tour again. Like, at the beginning of the year, we went on tour. So we were lucky to tour before uh, before the whole pandemic. Right. And the last six singles are all songs that we performed on tour. Right? Okay. Right. And so we had the whole tour to, like, get it really, you know, work on the performances, also, like, work out the kinks. Uh, we actually changed the song. Like, we recorded it, and then we had to redo the verse, because when we recorded it, we were like, well, we should change it around. So... It was too fast. It was too fast. So we <laughs> went, too, went, went too overboard. So we like, you know, if we ideally, you know, we, sometimes they like marinate, they change over time, especially if you can play it. And now, you know, usually like I'll come up with beats and then, you know, Cindy sometimes has lyrical hooks, but then we'll all meet together and like we'll have ideas, but then we'll bounce ideas off each other. Right. We freestyle a little bit, just scoop around. Yeah. Like, just get it try to have fun. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we get you know, get some drinks, uh, you know, whatever helps. And, uh, and like, just try to, you know, everyone's pretty open and like loud and nice space for everybody. So, um, it's a true collaboration, which is good. You know, I think it makes everyone working together, I think makes, you know, makes what we do stronger. Yeah, yeah. Is it like, cause with me and Brett, it was like, uh, I was talking to my wife yet. We're going on a vacation, like sort of a vacation. We're going out to the woods and it's going to be our families and then another family. And I was like, yeah, me and Brad will probably like 
get some writing done while we're out there. And she was like, yeah, take your computer and, and take the equipment. I was like, whoa, fucking slow down. It's just that when we hang <laughs> out, we do stuff. It's not that we're going to actually sit down and write. It's that when we're together, we just kind of naturally make new things that we can come back to later. Is that kind of how you guys work? Like, is that a, uh, uh, or do you have to sit down and say, because we have to do that too. It's it's kind of both ways with us. Because we do also have to sit down and say, okay, now we have to write, and and it's like it's time to actually do work now. I, that's a little bit of. I feel probably about the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we've always got ideas going, and maybe it's like our ideas are a little bit bigger than what we're able to do. But like for now, but yeah, yeah we are only working. Yes, Symphony is like a, I mean, sometimes we kind of throw out just crazy ideas all the time in the group chat. We're like, we should do this sort of thing, you know? And, you know, for a while I was like, I don't know, maybe we should just sort of focus on what part of us. But Symphony was like, you know what? Just let, let your ideas flow, you know? Don't, dream boundlessly, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, dream big and like, you know, if, yeah, if we had like a, you know, if we had the old big budget in the world, we'd probably get that up. I don't know if you you seen the '90s uh, like Limp Biscuit tour with the uh, UFO and, and uh, it's got like DJ Lethal and uh, Joel Otto up on the ride and you got the UFO there. We probably had some crazy stuff. With, you know, we want that. We want to have the UFO on stage, something crazy like that. Yeah, we want like you the know. we want a big we want a big breaking statue. Like we want to have uh, like the Injustice for All Metallica tour. But we're gonna have like oh. uh, the Statue of Liberty is gonna break in half with like us starting a new thing. Tear <laughs> it down or something like that. You could think you could. Yeah, you know, have, we'll uh, get the we'll bring we'll have like a little pit on stage and let the people come up and mosh and then the whole thing will crumble. We want we we really want to uh, get those chain link microphone stands too. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> like, get I was link. online looking for chain link microphone stands <laughs> I, earlier today. Saw you, you, uh, you, you, yeah, you posted a picture about custom mic stands, and I'm, I'm right there. We're right there with you. Uh, we, you know, I, well, I'm a big ministry fan, and they're like Al Jurgensen has like <laughs> yeah. crazy. Uh, oh yeah. Crazy, um, you know, Prod, and of course there's Jonathan Davis and uh, Trent Reznor and all guys. Wild. It's just that it just adds a cool thing. So we're we're kind of conceptualizing. Like also, think of Kevin. He's a He's a set builder too. Basically, do it all to Renaissance oh. man. So we're trying to more stuff. You gotta like lug around and deal with. But yeah, it's really worth it, you know. You gotta get a custom case for him or break him down somehow. It Still is. There? Yeah, we're here. We're here. We. I. I think we're we're losing you here though. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you guys for calling in and for making music, and uh, we have really appreciate it. It's ghost G H O with an umlaut S H, <laughs> but I think you can just type G H O S H. And they are very cool. The music kicks ass. Uh, it's what we played last week. And uh, thank you for calling, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting us call. Yeah, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, we Goodbye. will. We will work with you again for sure. Yeah. In the future, definitely going to get involved and have them involved with more stuff. Fuck yeah. Love it when kick ass. cool people to the front of the line, okay? <laughs> You're 
I love when we have an awesome band that likes us. I, dude, you know, it was the same thing. Philly bands really like Philly liked is Light. the best. Yeah. <laughs> Sheer, Sheer Mag, Mag really reached, likes, yeah, the, one liked of, us. One of the guitarists from, from yeah. Sheer Mag reached out. Yeah. So um, I, uh, uh, there, I, I think. Wasn't I think there another one? Gosh is very, very cool. And uh, uh, we will do stuff with them later. Yeah, and, I can't uh, wait. You can follow them on, back on the road. Instagram ghost.aliens. <laughs> yeah. They're easy to travel with. Yep. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, that, that we is, are uh, going to take a break. We'll be back. We're Street Fight. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Street Fight. This is uh, Brian. I'm bringing us back. Uh, that was a good break. We just played One Ton Tommy Gun. Um, let me make sure I got that name right. That was uh, from their new album on Bandcamp, which is uh, Bandcamp, uh, One Ton Tommy Gun dot Bandcamp dot com. It's a buddy of mine. It's a metal band. Uh, and, you know, we like to play metal on the show sometimes. We like to play all different sorts of music, but uh, today we played metal. Um, you know, we're we're taking calls. We're uh, uh, I'm waiting for Brett to get back from the bathroom, and uh, I was hoping that he'd be back by now so that I would have something to say. Uh, but I don't have anything to say. I truly have nothing to say, actually, and uh, really got to get these calls, actually. And uh, Brett's back, so it was a really poor. Yeah, I would say I that was a know. poor opening. Oh no! Show. I guess I, I should have held it. I don't have anything to say. Okay, I just don't have anything to say okay. right now. You know, I, I gave all my helmet ideas already at the beginning of the show. That's true. And my herd immunity fest opinions. So maybe Ghosh could do some line of helmets that you put it on and it plays their music. Yeah. That's another helmet idea. You could right let there. your you would know, have to wash it and then let your friends borrow it so they could hear the new album. Yep. No, you don't have to wash it. There will be disposable helmets. Disposable helmets. So biodegradable. They're made of corn, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Made of corn. Yep. I guess a corn you helmet. Just, just as soon as you're done listening to the song, just throw it right in the garden. <laughs> yeah. It has <laughs> weed and feed in it, and it's a couple of seeds. I don't know about that because then there'd be probably a certain amount of doo doo in it. Ah, enough. You don't want to put Not it. enough. Yeah. All right, caller, you're on the line. It's street fight time. Hello? So many people from Just beyond the... A bunch of ghosts. Aliens. Get it? Like, ghosts instead of, like, the band we just talked to, but ghosts. My kid is banging on the door. Uh, answer the next call. I'm not going to sit Who's that rapping, rapping on my talk, chamber uh, door? Talk to air. Skeleton. I'm not going to talk to the hand, right? Like, talk to the hand, like, back <laughs> in the 90s. My daughter called from her Facebook Messenger Kids app. She wants me to wipe her butt. Oh, geez. Well, it's butt time for you. I'll, I'll answer this call, which is better than wiping an ass. Hey, it's Street Fight. Thanks. Who's this? Brian's got nothing to say. Another ghost? Hello? Wait, is, are these you people there? being... Someone killing the callers? I don't know. Is there a serial killer that's on. snuffing out these callers? Jason, is everything working? Looks like we're connected, but I don't know. Huh. All right. Well, uh, I will sit here and, and answer. I will, I guess, answer the next call while Brett wipes an ass. But uh, I hope the next call actually is a person because it sounds different, too. I got to say, there's a lot of noise in here. It's someone knocking on the door. No, I'm talking about like uh, uh, background noise. Go ahead and answer the Talk. call. Talk. Hey, it's Street Fight. Who's this? Oh, shit. Is this me? It's you. Yeah. Very loud. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm on my headset. Uh, I'm, uh, so this is Matt from Memphis. I, I talked about uh, what he been doing on the... Uh, City Hall occupied protest. Oh, here really? In Memphis. So you have the you have your own uh, chop. Yeah, in I emailed Brett. 
yeah, yeah he's yeah, wiping an ass but uh been out here for like 13 days or so uh i'm not out there right now because i hadn't been pushing myself too hard uh and and had a bit of heat exhaustion uh yesterday so i've been taking a little breather uh but like today we just installed our uh first uh people's uh public garden right oh. in front of the city hall in memphis which was very cool Hell uh, yeah. we just dug up their really dumb lawn <laughs> and planted vegetables and stuff oh man how, how uh so uh i guess uh i didn't even know there was a chop in memphis so uh um how did this come about how did this come about like what i mean What's the story of how, how you guys got this land? Well, it was kind of roughshod from the beginning. Like, uh, there was maybe not as much planning as in retrospect I would have liked to see going into it, but, like, there were concerns about, like, if we do a lot of planning and get a lot of people to know, then that's a security risk. The cops are just going to overwhelm us and shut the shit down. Yeah. 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 And sure. so a couple of weeks ago, uh, I got the word from my local DSA, like, Hey, this event we had set up for like DSA demands action from city hall. Uh, we're actually not just going to be there for a couple hours. We're going to spend the night. <laughs> and I got heads up about that a couple days before we did it. And then uh, I and some other folks were kind of asking around, like, hey, any, any reason why like, this couldn't last longer than, like, a day? <laughs> and... Apparently, yeah, like, there, there have been some logistical concerns, but we've held out strong, been maintaining this thing, which has been awesome. And, uh, yeah, we've had people out there for the past almost two weeks now, and uh, we're trying to be a storm in the side of the city until uh, the, the city decides they want to actually do something to stop police from murdering black people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, are the cops there? Are the cops standing on the outside or whatever? Or are they just like, uh, uh, leaving it alone? Well, it's been kind of interesting. So the first day when we had our like publicly planned action, the cops, uh, we kind of made them look like huge nerds because uh, we hung up signs saying like defund the police and Black Lives Matter and stuff uh, on this big fence, this construction fence they have outside of City Hall. And uh, the cops apparently didn't like that and they rolled up saying, could, could you please not do that? Uh, we don't like you hanging signs. Uh, so stop hanging the signs in front of City Hall, and we just sort of brushed off as whatever. And then maybe an hour or so later, we had this big thing where we just started writing the names of a bunch of 
black people that the police have killed all over the ground on city hall of chalk. Uh-huh. The cops showed back up asking us not to do it. <laughs> and we were just sort of like, mm, we're good. Thanks. Bye. I, I think I posted on the street fight about, uh, getting in the cop's face with my camera and, and talking a little bit of shit, but, uh, like it's kind of worked out cool. Like, we haven't been causing problems and we've been helping a lot of folks. Like probably the thing I'm most proud of that we've done out there is we've been feeding an insane amount of folks like houseless folks or whoever who wants food. Uh-huh. Somehow we've worked it out to where we can provide food to people. And that's something the city isn't doing and never is given a shit about doing. Yeah. Uh, we in Memphis don't have a city run shelter for houseless folks. What we have is a ramshackle group of, uh, mostly church run homeless shelters that, that all charge admission to get in the door. Mm hmm. And there's all these varying constraints of who can go where. And it's, it's just a mess. And, uh, that's, that's kind of one of our big pushes right now is that the city take action to not only defund the police, but actually do stuff to take care of the people who live here. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, is, have you seen the people from City Hall? Have they been there? Are they on like one of their 87-month vacations or whatever City Hall does? So that's actually been kind of interesting. So our mayor, uh, Jim Strickland, who uh, I think is a big piece of shit, uh, after the first couple of days we'd been out there, Really, the first day and a half, uh, apparently someone in the mayor's office freaked out and saw, like, why, why are all these tents out there? Uh, and they specifically waited uh, because a lot of us had been out there for 20, 30-plus hours at this point, and uh, they just came out once they saw everyone tried to do a shift change because they were exhausted or overheated and needed a break. And they came out and were like, Hey, yeah, we definitely want to talk with all y'all. And they tried to railroad the couple of people who were there, but a comrade comrade of mine just really stepped up, chewed their ass out on Facebook live. And it was beautiful. Like, that's awesome. They took no shit, and I respect the fuck out of her for that. Can I ask now? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you: Are you sleeping there? Are you personally sleeping there? So I haven't slept there. Uh, well, technically at all because I've I've done a a shift where I stayed there overnight without sleeping. Um. I have a couple times marshaled until very late at night and decided like, okay, things are cool now. I 
we if there's no one else but me like i can't do like 24 hours again or i'm gonna be real bad tomorrow Mm -hmm. um but we have had some folks down there like almost since day one like 24 7 which has been amazing okay yeah i mean i i always wondered when it came to some of these occupations like do people actually sleep and are you able to get sleep there are you like eating your meals there and stuff yeah, like I've eaten there a bunch of times. Uh, we've, uh, like I said, had a lot of people staying there very long term. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously, like I said, it eventually will wear some folks out where they got to take a break, which is necessary. And we're kind of trying to figure out the logistics of how we can sustain this thing if this is going to be an indefinite ongoing occupation but uh it's it's really held up in ways i never expected it it would at at some point in time and i'm just really proud of everything that everyone has pitched in to build out here yeah well i mean that's really good i i i mean i'm really proud of all the people that have uh different autonomous zones and areas and uh in their city i i kind of wish we were doing one here but you know it's hard to do and uh the police here maybe more aggressive it sounds like maybe more aggressive <laughs> so the citizens aren't aggressive enough as yeah well. we're not aggressive i guess but uh con- hey you know keep it up I, I i mean planting a garden on the grounds of city hall without permission is a very cool move love it it felt really cool sticking up that fucking dumbass lawn and putting plants in the ground earlier this afternoon. I was, I and everyone else was exhausted because we did like two in the afternoon, but uh, I'm so happy about what we've accomplished today with that. And I just hope we can kind of keep growing this thing from here. Absolutely. Can I ask one more thing? Like, how scared were you? In in the run up to this, were you a little worried? Is this your first time doing something like this? Um, I wasn't for me scared, uh, because I'm a dumbass and <laughs> probably a little too reckless. But yeah. uh, I I really think my my concern was from the get-go like oh shit have we got this set up enough to make this thing work but like hell or high water we found a way to keep this thing going and it's just really been beautiful like despite you know tensions that flare up when everyone's working too hard like we have maintained this thing and it's just it keeps on going and it's just been awesome for me to see. It's great. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear. I, I'm I, I'm really happy for you. And uh, and uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work, buddy. Well, thank y'all. I'm glad. Like this is this is by far the coolest thing I could have called in about since I've been listening for the past couple of years or so. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get on the air. Nice, and yeah. I hope we get to come into Memphis someday and see y'all. We really want to perform there. Just yeah. haven't figured it out yet. Love Memphis. I have. We have some great ideas, but we need a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, have a, have a good night there. 
We have we have good. Yo, too. Thank you so much for letting me on. Yeah. Hey. Have a good night. Yeah. Uh, old uh, Tomcat Sexton or the Trailbillies has a goddamn great hookup in Memphis that we have to. If we can use it, we can make something incredible. Yeah. Happen. It would be very cool. I, I know what that show idea too. Is. I think we could get a. a, a, a a podcast out of it and a fucking rap show out of it. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, as soon as we're able to go out, that might be the move. Memphis, Tennessee. To Memphis, Tennessee. Fucking love Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. I Have stayed, you ever seen that? No. The Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he's like, oh, why are you fucking... I'm from L.A. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> he keeps just saying Memphis, Tennessee, and you're barefoot and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Just a really good uh, Andy Kaufman. And just rest in peace. All right. Know? Thanks for calling Street. Rest in peace. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey there. Um, it's... Miles the dog walker. I've called in a couple times before. Oh, sweet. What's and up, I'm Miles? Actually calling, I'm calling from my boss's apartment where I am temporarily, uh, I guess, staying. Now, Ooh, that's, that's because fun. Of COVID, uh, because of COVID, oh, yeah. you're stuck at your <laughs> um, boss's place? Is your boss there? Well, not right now, um, but yeah, because my whole building got evicted. Oh. So, Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm calling in. So did they lend you that's a place or did they like chart? Are you getting paid to like house it or something? Um, well, I mean, the way that I see it is like, I make her a lot of money. So like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to impose on her. So I, <laughs> she was like the first person I came to. I was like, you know what? You've got an upstate house that like you've got because you've got like seven dog walkers giving you like three hundred dollars a week. <laughs> so uh, you know what? Uh, if you want me to keep working, let me stay at your place because otherwise I'm gonna have to go to Colorado or something. <laughs> yeah, so. that is a powerful move right there. I I I, I appreciate it. Take it right to him. Yeah. Yeah, how, how but, is you the, know, it also comes with that territory of, well, now she controls both my housing and my income. So yeah, that's... not long-term. It's like... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know... But yeah, I wanted... Not having a place... Go ahead. I, it's nice to have a place, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. it's kind of one of those things where you're like, uh, uh, uh... Yeah, she's she's got kind of the upper hand, I guess, in this situation. But you know what? I'm I have a uh, I have a place to sleep right now. When I come out on the other end, I will have uh, squeezed yep. something out of my boss instead of my boss <laughs> squeezing something out of me. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's trying. She's trying. She like she kind of was like, well, I was kind of thinking about renting out that extra room. I was kind of thinking like one thousand one hundred for it, but you know, it's it's pay what you like for now. And I'm like, all right, I will pay what I like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and what you like is but, is is uh, zero dollars, three hundred. Yeah. Well, she'll find out soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So right now I am apartment hunting, but I kind of wanted to talk about the eviction shit going on here in New York because, you know, like, they did the whole, like, eviction moratorium here, but, like, you know, 
Yeah, what was the uh, so? Yeah, what were so, the details? Yeah, what's the details on that? So I actually um I lived with OK Fox before uh, from Art and Labor. Yeah, I lived in the apartment above them, and so like we kind of unionized in a way to be like, hey, we're gonna try and like get a lower rate from our landlord for the time being, uh, because like most of us lost our fucking jobs. And so it was a mess. Um, like we came, we came in with like an email, like at the beginning of the month saying like, Hey, we can't afford our current rate of rent. We'd like to get a reduction. How is this? Um, we sent it to the email that we send her payment through, which she uses Zelle, which is already kind of like a, Suspicious. I love um, Zell. Zell is my shit. Be... <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, for a landlord to be yeah. using that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That would I would be like, hmm, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's because like her building is illegal and not registered and ah. weird as fuck. She's just like a she's a shady landlord. Um, so yeah. She ignored our email, didn't reply to it, and then the next month, like, she didn't reply to us for a whole month, and then come, like, towards the end of the following month, she was like, hey, guys, haven't heard from you, wondering where the rent is, are you all doing all right, I hope you're doing well with the pandemic, just kind of, like, saying ignorance, um, and so then, like, we came back and was like, hey, uh, we actually sent you this email back in April. Uh, we would suggest checking your email and like getting back to us. And then she like just totally like flipped on us at being like, why did you email me? You should have texted me. We've always corresponded through text. Call me, call me. And then she like started calling like both floors just relentlessly. And we just all were like, nope, we're going to ignore her. We want this all through writing. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and also, like, we um, were also talking with the uh, local tenants union and, like, getting advice with them through the whole process and, like, talking to, like, the uh, lawyer through there. And, like, they were just pretty much, yeah, you guys are doing the right thing. This is a month-to-month agreement, so... If you guys don't figure out uh, an agreement, then it's like you're not on a lease and this building is not registered. So she doesn't have that much on you, but like it could be risky. She could still evict you. Um, And it's not registered though? It's not registered. It's which all the buildings are supposed to be if you're renting them out and like making money off of them and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, this building was not even like when we changed addresses, we couldn't do it through the internet because it just like couldn't even recognize it as an address really, which was very bizarre. Yeah. That's but, wild. It's wild out there. Yeah. New York is just with the, the housing situation in New York is I will never understand it. Yeah. It, I, that's like why we've all just been like really hoping for like a canceling rent, but that's never going to fucking happen uh, with 
are fucking like mayor and uh whatever just it's it's a mess and like especially with so many people in our particular area being like illegal immigrants and they're also like very much being like abused in a similar situation if not worse I imagine and yeah even though there was a moratorium she just basically like harassed us she even like sent like her doctor son who like worked with COVID patients to our house personally to like put these bogus ass eviction notices <laughs> or like so leave you, in 15 days so you just ended up you just had to get out of there because they were just going to keep harassing you until you left? We, we chose to do that, like, also because we didn't want to go through the court process and risk losing it, even though, like, right. there probably what she probably didn't have anything on us. True. Um, it's just a lot of people who, a lot of us didn't want to go to court, and so, like, it just became a situation of, like, you know what, we can just, like, walk away now and get, like, three months of free rent out of it and then she's just a she's just out from that so yeah yeah we just like chose to not pay and then just use that money to start over somewhere else yeah hey i mean i think you made the right decision there yeah it's just a bummer it was a good place to live like uh the people i lived with um but you know yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, and it does feel good to, like, you know, in the end, feel like we screwed her out of several <laughs> thousand dollars. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Miles. We appreciate it, and good luck. Yeah. Good luck on the uh, Thank you. apartment uh, I hunt. Like, yeah, I, I guess I'll plug, uh, just in case, like, anyone has any leads for places in Brooklyn or New York, uh, just because, like, I have trouble getting on a lease because most of my work is under the table, um, and so it's hard to figure out, like, what my income is. Um, but, yeah, if you just look up Sexual Gumby on Twitter, you'll find me. My username is hebikikikibi, but I imagine that uh, Sexual Gumby is going to be easier to find. Yeah, 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 that's probably me. easier, yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a, have a good All night, right. Miles. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Sexual Gumby is an intriguing name. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like a Gumby the, you can... All those twisted ways. ...do stuff with. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, uh, let's get this call. It is so hot. I am like just hot You're as... burning? Hot as hot can be. Yeah. <clears throat> that was nice, though. Got a little burp out. Yeah, you've really been getting it all out this show. Let it, letting it all hang out, you know? <laughs> yep. Last call. Last call for alcohol. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, you're that. can barely hear you. Well, yeah, we can barely hear you there. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm closer Zach. Oh, what's up, Zach? How's it going today? I, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I, I work for a, a major medical insurance company. Okay. I just wanted to chime in on, on how we're dealing with this uh, shit show. So okay. med- by medical insurance, what do you mean? Like insurance um, you have. Health insurance. Health, health insurance. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was like insurance so, on equipment, surgeries. Who the f- I don't know. That's true. Or if it's no, like no, no, retail no, or personal. You're, 
the health insurance that most people should be getting, you know, nationally or, you know, now it's through their employer, but. Right, right, got it. It's fucked up. Just to make sure. There's there's a a terrible spillover with with all that shit. And, uh, you know, we're making too much money still. Really? And, uh, yeah, during, during this crisis, we're, 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 we're still, we're taking money from, from people. I mean, uh, you know, with their. What's the internal messaging? Um, uh, what we're saying is that, you know, we're, we're handling things as, as a, a company. We're, we're going to cover everything that, you know, we're going to cover testing. We're going to cover treatment for COVID, but it's unfortunate because you know the the testing. Everyone should be you know tested when they need to be tested. But what's happening now is is we're we're extracting funds still um, from. From, from people when when they they you know they have have, have a accounts with with uh, their employers and, and their employers are are dropping them constantly. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just. Yeah, um, I mean it's a scummy business. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people in the health insurance business too, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it, it's a scuzzy business, man. It's 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 like uh, I mean, it's probably not gonna last forever, though. Maybe you know, we could win this thing, and then you'd be working for the government. I don't, I, I got into this. I was trying to like get some education, like rural public health. Um, that was my my goal, and now. <laughs> I'm I'm sort of stuck in this. I'm I'm stuck in you know telling people that you know that their their loved ones are dying and and uh, you know recovering portions of their treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I believe that. Uh, it's tough. I I uh, you know I I've been stuck in a job in the past, and it does it does feel hopeless. It, it's like. At, at times like these, like, it's sort of like you have to think, uh, uh, well, I have a job right now in a time where a lot of people don't have them. And, you know, if, if I say if things b- bounce back just because, like, it feels like we're in a spiral here, but, you know, you can, I mean, you can do something else. There will be other opportunities out there for you. You're not stuck. I get that. I get that. You know, I don't know. Just the whole shift to 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 work at home, which is I'm I'm grateful for because you know I'm I'm I have a job now. Still, yeah. I'm not collecting. I'm not. I'm not. You know, left in the dust like so many American workers. Right. Are you? uh, Are you? Are they trying to phase you back into work, or are you going to be out for? The long haul here. No, no, no. They realize they realize that they put money, so much money into into what I'm doing, and uh, you know, it's uh, they're probably going to close the office because 
you know, <laughs> there was what we could do. We could do at home. Yeah, I wish I, did, I never that for wanted my to life. go home. I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to go home. I didn't want to like make my my home my my workplace. That's uh, with a job like this. I mean, I I'd be fine like working at home doing things I love, but. Beyond this, it, it, it gets confusing, you know, when, yeah. when your your living room becomes your office. Absolutely, absolutely. My wife was in that situation. Then they phased her back into work, and now she's like, "God damn it, I want to go back home." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Zach, thanks for calling in, buddy. It's good to hear from you, and uh, I I think you'll 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 get out on the other end of this very well. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night, buddy. All right, man. We did the show. That's the street. We Fire done did the fucking call in show. I thought for a show. minute we weren't going to get all the calls, and yeah, then we got seems, all the calls early. Seemed like there wasn't. I don't know what that situation was. Two people that dropped. We fucking rocked it though, dude. We but those two people dropped, and then we got two jump ins, which I assume are those two people. I think one was. Yeah, might have been. So there we go. That's the show. We did it. That's Street Fighter Radio. Hooray! That's the show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. My name is Brett. He's Brian. You can find us on social media. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, on Twitch, we are just at Street Fight Radio. Uh, subscribe over there and give us some love and do all those wonderful things. We appreciate the Twitch people. Brian's playing Last of Us right now, but it's not going to stream it because it's for his own personal well-being, which I understand completely. Jason showing off at the end. Uh, and so if you want to hear more Street Fight Radio, it's there right on the Internet. It's there at StreetFightRadio.com. If you want to help out with the zines, it's at StreetFightRadio.com. If you want to support the show and keep things going, uh, I'm going to try to, to get the merchandise rolling again. Uh, but we have a lot of gumball shirts left over. You can get that stuff at store.streetfightradio.com. You can also buy physical versions of the zine over there as well. So uh, that's all available right now. And trying to work on new exciting things without uh, overwhelming myself. But we have more on the way. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday for the call for the basement show. Sorry, we're Street Fight. Peace.